0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Flux Deposed. This is episode three hundred and ninety-three coming at you. If you remember, we talked about doing a an interview with the guys from OC Remix. Uh, Jason and I both have a long-standing love for OC Remix, Overclocked Remix. If you're not familiar, it's where we pull all those songs from at the end of every episode as remixes of all sorts of video game music with all sorts of genres. We talked to a couple guys from the Overclocked Remix Project, the website, the music, the founder David Lloyd, otherwise known as DJ Pretzel, and of course, we are welcoming back Larry OG aka Lion Tamer, who uh does quite a few things but is the head judge. For a lot of the submissions, as you'll hear as we uh, interview these guys, talk to them, ask them some questions and just pick their brains about everything that's going on. It's a really good interview. I think we had a lot of fun and uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy.
1: No, it's funny that you bring that up because I feel like in our, at least in my social circles, which is online which that feels like the only social circle you have nowadays i i feel like there's more people aware and sharing and maybe that's just maybe i've just connected maybe i've just connected with the right people but i feel like there's more people that talking about oc remix than i've seen and that could just be the nature of the you know is that just the nature of the internet we're more connected and we're having these conversations but i i don't know i i I I felt like for the longest time, it was, I mean, Lucas and I always banging the drum for the site and the community. And then, really? uh, you know, I've seen more and more and more pop up. So I, I, I would disagree. I would disagree with that statement, sir.
2: I mean, here's the thing. There's a psychology to this, but everyone gets sucked into the numbers. <clears throat> and on social media in particular. And also just like, it's not that we're competing against some other non-profit like completely for the love of it gaming music community that's been around for two decades like there's no we have no competition in our own space at least that i'm aware of That's quite the same size although there's some uh labels that are doing primarily albums that are sure. doing amazing thing things pixel mixers I, I think they they now are like strictly licensed but they do charity albums and commercial stuff i'm not 100 percent on that and then game grooves um and then you know you've still got other communities like Dwelling of Duels, still alive and kicking. Actually, they're doing really well. Um, mm. But it's just a commercial space. That's what's crept up. Like now, sure. and, and individual celebrities get a lot more attention than any single organization. Like um, in, ter- in terms of social media pull, it's easier to be a person and get attention than it is to be, I think, an entity. So yeah. that kind of yeah. hurts us a little bit, but I mean some of this was inevitable. It was inevitable that the space would get more commercial. That's what happens to things. <laughs> they yeah. become more commercial. It's just like whatever yeah. it is.
1: Part part trendy, but then yeah, that whole commercial aspect as well. And I mean, Which, I feel like as your, you know, the site has matured and developed, you know, I feel like I I mean I we talked, I talked about this on when Larry first came out and he gave us a little bit of some of the origins and at least his involvement with the organization, but I remember, I still think the whole way I discovered it originally was like a—I'm pretty sure it was a banner ad on like Eight uh, Bit Theater, I think, with and that's how I—that's how I first stumbled across the site. So we're talking like this is two thousand one, yeah. That maybe. had that had to
3: be before I
1: ever even heard of it, maybe two thousand two, and and you know, and, and I feel like that then you know you you know gaming wasn't at least gaming culture isn't but it is now you know back then there was more stigma we're very much kept in our own little groups and i mean again the 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 development of the internet and that bringing people together is part of that and how that's changed but i mean it's much more broader and a much more you know mass appeal than back then so i feel like just by just what that nature is to see that, you know, things change and, and grow, but
2: yeah, well, here's the thing. Like that, that was, that was always kind of sort of part of our mission statement. I, I, I'm not sure how much we contributed to it. I I like to think like some small (laughs) way, like we're talking hundreds or percents or whatever, but in some small way, I think we contributed to that because if something becomes popular, that is what happens. And we did want more attention for video game music. That was very, you know, an intentional goal of the site is to to not just promote our own arrangements of video game music, but video game music in general. Um, And video games were destined to become a lot bigger and that and thus the culture a lot larger along with it. On top of all that, on top of all that inevitability, the Internet itself really changed. And I think you touched on this like just briefly, but it was just a different Internet back then. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, it was worse. Okay, I think today's internet is more diverse um, in terms of just voices and the volume of voices that were not present in the in the like late '90s or not given a voice, not given a platform. Obviously present, but it was it was a little like it was a little white. <laughs> that was that's my perception of it, and a little I, male, I, I, like yeah, a little too white and a little too male. And those are, those are like, it's, it's preferable to not be those things, but in other ways it was so, it was like a frontier. It was more like a frontier, right? It had a frontier mm-hmm. culture. It's like, we're doing something mm-hmm. totally unique. We're on the internet and it was cool. And that was like a thing. And that's yeah. just, that's dead. That is dead. <laughs> Um It's like stick a fork in it because now it's, it's, culture is online and not for the better in most cases.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I think we're all, I, I, I'm I'm speaking maybe out of turn here, but I feel like we're all roughly in that same age range. So, I mean, we've, we kind of grew up on this, that dial up message board experience, you know, and we saw things like when YouTube was literally just people putting up these random Two minute videos of a cat, or you know, just the nonsense. And now, that's, it's now that's not even what YouTube is anymore. Now it's about this big. You have this this big curated content experience with production values
2: and and crappily automated copyright checking.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You> yes.
2: <know? laughs>
0: We've gotten hit with that a few times.
1: Oh, it,
0: wrestling, man. If you use anything from wrestling, <laughs> they'll they'll get you. I'm pretty sure we did. We would do an impression. I think it was and, Flair took us down. I think yeah, it was
1: Flair, That's what
0: they. they they'll come it's, after it's, you, man.
2: Just wrestlers. Jeez.
0: I know. We just want to do a oh yeah and a brother and and all that stuff. All the all the
2: hits. Oops. Can't and do it. It should be fair use. It should be fair use. You I know. know? You, want <laughs> right? brother, you should be able to brother. Brother. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah,
3: just don't no. be too accurate with it.
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> that's our problem with our with our voices. We're always way too accurate with oh, yeah. our impressions. Mm-hmm. Let
3: me tell you, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. That's got to be it. Uh.
1: So, yes, everyone listening at home, you're not hearing just Lucas and I. Surprise! This is uh, this is an episode of the show that's been a long time coming. Uh, I don't even remember how long we've had this email chain going any longer, but thrilled to have uh, David Lloyd and Larry OG returning. Larry's second appearance on the show from Mm -hmm. Overclocked Remax coming on just to really shoot the shit with us, but just to talk about, you know, what they've created over the years. And I've been I've been selfishly, David, I've been kind of always dying to just kind of hear like that origin story, you know, like what? how like what was the thought process and just how it came to be like especially going back because how old were you when when you launched the site
2: well it was december of 1999 which means i would have been 20
1: okay because i'm thinking like when i was 20 like not thinking big picture about anything i think 20 years old let me see i'm pretty sure i think i wasted all my time playing trying to play a a first version shooter competitively and then working a crappy job and trying to not focus in any of my college classes. I'm pretty sure that was what, what my, my 20, that, that my, at 20, that's what you were doing. That's where I was.
2: All right. Well, I can do some quick biographical context to explain why I might've been doing this at 20. Um, I, uh, went straight from high school to George Mason university, which was local and I didn't live on campus. I commuted from my parents' house. It sounds really similar. (laughs) And and it was kind of because if I want to be like completely like retroactively psycho honest, um, it's probably because I was hedging my bets. Like, do I want to go into do I want to try to go into professional music um, and make that my actual like living? And um, and so I went to George Mason and I majored in English, Uh, not really because I wanted to, but because I knew I could get reasonably good grades with (laughs) Trying too hard or spending too much of my time so I could use all that time for OC Remix instead, which. Um, so that explains kind of why I was spending so much time on OCR and also kind of like shaping that my my hedging my bets with my college plans. I don't know. I probably in retrospect should have gone to Virginia Tech like I planned or I actually went down to Full Sail University in Florida to check uh, it out. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe I want to be a 3D animator. But yep. um, what um I mean, just the way you envision those jobs as a child, at least back then, is like yeah. the person that makes the entire thing. And the more you know about it, it's more like, well, no, actually, one person does the lighting. And actually, no, that's a whole team of people that do the lighting. And mm-hmm. then there's rigging and it's all very componentized. And it's still I'm still I'm, I'm sure it's a load of fun as a job. But I just thought I'm like, oh, and I just didn't have the. The, it didn't have the same appeal because I was also interested in three D animation, so I yep. did this, um, and that's actually Thanks. the real, the origin of overclocked. The word, as, at least as far as I've coined it, was a comic strip made about the emulation community. Nothing could be nerdier. So the emulation community, especially back then, very very niche, had its own memes, insular culture. There were some real a holes. Um, the guy that ran arcade at home. Tim eckle Oh my god. Like there's like threads on this dude, but whatever. There were a lot of personalities from all over the world. Um Scandinavia always seems to be overrepresented in the emulation <laughs>
3: community. The
2: of them, they're beautiful people. Love it. Um and so there were so many memes, and I'm like, someone should just do something to make fun of this shit because <laughs> it needs to be made fun of. Now, was I the best person for that? Now I have a really weird sense of humor and like pr- pretty much 90% of overclock comics did not resonate <laughs> every once in a while there was a hit. Um, but most of it was just like, ah, ah. okay. Um, there were some good ones. It was just nice to see something that tried to unify the, the different websites and scene and community and say, and just poke fun at it a little bit. So I started doing that and you know, I had two goals. One, I wanted an emulation comic to exist just because I thought sure. like, Again, am I the best person for it? No. But should it exist? Yes. Is anyone else stupid enough to do it? No. <laughs> Therefore, back to square one, I'm going to do it. Um, that's the, 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 the flow chart there is you know, a little uh, back and forth. But I figured I, wanted to, I want this thing to exist. And, and back then, the, the, the internet culture was, if you want it to exist, just make it. Because, again, it's a frontier. So, sure, I, I decided to do an emulation comic in 3D because I can't draw for crap. And I had 3D Studio Max, and I was like, "This is so cool!" And I wanted to like, I was just going to use 3D man. Studio Max and learn it, and by making yeah. a comic strip about emulation, completely sane concept. <laughs> anyway, I did that. I did that for a while, and then I kind of realized, you know, I think I went to full sale at some point along the line, and, and thought, you know, this is cool, absolutely very cool for some. It's not for me because it's not exactly what I thought it was. Um, so. I was kind of branching out from 3d and getting into the gaming side of emulation too, the tech, uh, the technology playing games. And I always loved video game music. Um, I think a lot of people have stories just not of, well, I'm the only one that has a story of how I created overclock remix, but a lot of people have <laughs> video game music origin stories of their, of their own. And I used sure. to record like the output of my Sega master system, which would have been new at the time. Like, so I would have been pretty young. I don't know, eight, um, whatever, record it onto tape and then listen to it and then DJ in, imbe- DJ, like like MC, rather, in between <laughs> the songs, like, you just heard Alex Kidd uh, you know, <laughs> as an eight-year-old. Um, I do not have those tapes. I cannot prove that they exist. It could just um, be a, a fanciful story, I suppose, that I'd synthesize, but no, I assure you it's true um, and just kind of horrifyingly embarrassing, but also kind of like, yeah, sure, we all, we all, you know, everyone was a dork back then. Badge of honor. Um, so I was doing this comic strip overclock, and I decided that I was going to do music on the side, or video game music arrangements, because at the time I actually posted news for a while on a site called uh, Retrogamer.com or RetroGames.com, Retrogamer, I think. Um, Attila was the uh, the admin, um, and essentially uh, I would post news, but I would also see the news that other people posted. And I saw there'd be like a Commodore 64 mix. And then someone made a Sega mix and it's like a one-off. And there was no YouTube. And it, this is before YouTube. This is before right. SoundCloud. Just for the kids out there, this is before like anything. You had to go to a website where the content originated as opposed to where it was <laughs> aggregated. Oh my God. Mind blown. So much effort. Ain't nobody got time for that. But yeah. Um, so I guess, train of
0: thought, where was it? <laughs> So you were going on fan gamer,
2: what retro gamer? I was posting news on retro, retrogames.com. Yeah. yeah. And I would One-off notice what, were the, there. The, yep. what other stories were there. And like every month um, there'd be like, yeah, a C64 mix, uh, an Amiga mix, a uh, Sega mix, an arcade mix, whatever. But it, they were one-offs. They weren't aggregated anywhere. And some of them, I, I just felt like there could be potential for standards. Even at that point in time, I wanted some editorial oversight. So I wasn't just going to necessarily post anything. But I was going to post almost anything. Um, so there were things even at the beginning of um, Remix.Overclock.org, which is what I started, that, I don't know, we ended up removing from the site for quality reasons. Um, <laughs> eventually, we got the judges panel and all of that. But yeah, yeah I started the side project of Overclocked. Um, so I decided that I was going to have the the side project of Overclocked be these video game remixes that I made, but also that other people submitted to the site. Um, and I started aggregating it there so that when I posted on the emulation site, I could post about the latest OC Remix. So it kind of had a built-in audience. Um, there was you know, an outlet for it within the emulation community. Uh, and the idea was, was from the start also. I didn't like that. I mean, I loved that C64 audio existed and that it continues to exist. But for something that I was going to do, I didn't like the idea of limiting it to one system or one, I don't know, type of game. or or genre of music even. So there were sites, you know, the C64 um, sites, obviously C64 mixes only. Um, And with a sort of a predilection for Eurobeat, there's a lot of Eurobeat. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Good variety too. But I just decided like, I want something that's like all inclusive because I've heard good music in the arcade and I've heard good music on a Game Boy and I've heard good music on Commodore 64. And why would I want to exclude any of that? Mm -hmm. And to me... Another thing to say about video game music in particular is that I think it lends itself to arrangement. It lends itself to interpretation because it's already multi-genre itself. Like a single game soundtrack can have multiple genres in it, it usually does if it's an RPG. And just the idea of honoring that, if you converted it all to one genre or the other, I don't i do not really, you know, you're kind of, you're flattening that diversity out, <laughs> that musical diversity at least. Um, that was very meandering, but... Uh, <laughs> That's I think right. I'm trying to cut. So in answering these questions, what I'm trying to do is cover territory that I may not have covered before in other interviews. So like it's something unique. Um, hey, we appreciate that. I don't know. Thank you. But Larry's probably like fact checking me like, no, that's not right. <laughs> no, like, no, no, you no. <laughs> come
0: Larry, come on. You, you got to
1: come in with an, um, actually, I mean, well, you know,
3: well, actually, no, um, no, 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 that, 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 that all strikes me as accurate. And I remember the, I remember C64 Audio back in the day as, you know, again, that was as as a website in terms of an organized structure and focus on video game music arrangements. That was what most directly inspired Dave to go forward with OCR on on a broader level, not just with the C64. And yes, I remember being I remember downloading a lot of content from C64 Audio and thinking it's all the same style and not not judging it. In any sort of negative way, but thinking like this is the focus, you know. And there was, there were obviously exceptions to that. I think oh, people, yeah. yeah, people could, you know, people at the time with early OCR would, you know, potentially knock the site going, oh, it's all techno and Ugh. electronica and everything like that. I think yeah. that was that. Yeah. But to me, I've always said, just as somebody on the outside looking in as a fan, that was all a byproduct of, you know, it wasn't easy to record live instrumentation. You know, the world wasn't yeah. as flat in terms of being able to obtain, you know, recordings from and, and having a network of musicians to collaborate sure. with and stuff like that. People were just pirating FL Studio and, <laughs> or what have you and working with that and, you know, you tracker Fruity programs. Loops. Yeah, Fruity Loops. Yeah, yeah Fruity yeah, Loops. Fruity. Exactly. Yep, absolutely. So, I mean, you you know, you could point to that. But, but then again, as somebody that has listened to every, you know, OC Remix that's ever been made. There was a surprising amount of diversity because even I, before I went and did that, would, would kind of think, oh, yeah, there's, you know, it, not that it's a bad thing, but, oh, yeah, it's, it's really heavily geared toward electronica. And I think Dave really set a good standard just in, in as far as his own work. Like if you go to some of the earliest OC Remix stuff where Dave was mm-hmm. doing, you know, like, like 40% of the output, You know, the real early stuff like 1999, 2000, there was a really big genre diversity of stuff, even if it's not necessarily the most like, you know, polished and Dave might be like, oh, I take it down now or what happened. but. (laughs) You know, you've got you know, you've got you've got salsa, you've got dub. You know, oh, do you, you got, have salsa though? What is what is salsa? More? What is it? salsa truly? The genre? <laughs> sure, <laughs> yes, the ele- yes, the yes. elements yeah. and the inspiration well, of salsa. You salsa
2: because if you add El in front of it, that makes it authentic.
3: The salsa, the brand name of salsa, musical brand name. So yeah, because it's like yeah,
2: one thanks. Larry for chiming in on that. And dude, that's just absolutely true. Like there's no exaggeration there. Like the initial set of mixes that I did for the site, I wanted to prove the concept of genre diversity. Like I wanted different genres come hell or high water. Now, yeah, is that a good idea in the abstract? I think absolutely. And I I think mission accomplished because I'm pretty happy with the genre diversity we've had over the years, but should I, you know, you ask if you could, but ask if you should, the L, the Rolling Thunder L Salsa mix. I really wanted Latin, something Latin on the site because I like, you know, I like those styles. I like that music, and I thought it was less likely to be submitted because there just wasn't a lot of it out there. And I wanted to like fix that. Yeah, but the fix is horrible. It's a bad piece of music. I I don't know. Avoid. It's it's <laughs> not. Um, I'm not even sure if it could be good. Like I'm not even sure if with actual instrumentation by someone who knew how to arrange for like a Latin ensemble, it could ever be good. Cause like the, the arrangement idea itself is, is just, but you know, so it was to my own detriment, somewhat musically speaking to, to make a mix like that and attach my name to it. But I was absolutely <laughs> trying to just like get the ball rolling on, on like, please submit stuff in different styles. But beyond that, sure. beyond that, cause that's, I think that's a great start. But beyond that, what I've really wanted to encourage people, and I've been less successful in this regard, the site has been less successful in this regard, and I have as well, especially more recently, is to get individual artists to submit different genres, that do, to, to submit work in different genres themselves. Um, people tend to stick to one genre. People have opinions about albums sticking to one genre that I, I don't, you know... I, I agree with some of the time and not others. They they think it's always the case. I think it's sometimes the case that that an album should stick to one or a few genres as opposed to jumping all over the place. And there's people that think that artists should stick to one genre and like that's their sound and that's their signature sound or whatnot. Yeah. Um, that's certainly the way the musical industry works. There, there aren't very many artists. Like when Sinead did a reggae album, I've heard it's good. I've heard it's good. And of course, you have to like Sinead O'Connor to begin with, right? But when Sinead went reggae, I'm not sure like people were okay with that, in a way that you know
3: they yeah should well I mean Tim Tim Fallon is a legendary composer. I wrote most of his Wikipedia page, and I remember particularly throwing in a quote you know that he had, uh, talking about the fact that the musical profession doesn't reward people that branch out and, and engage in a lot of different musical styles. It, it really yeah. rewards people, yeah. you know, honing in on one particular style and, and kind of iterating up, upon that. So
2: Until yeah. You're still famous. If you're like Kanye famous, then let, or Beyonce famous, whatever, then you can do something out of left field a couple times. If that's all you ever end up doing, then you become, I guess, like, I don't know, Radiohead. Uh, cake. cake left their label and i i used to like cake i don't know if that makes me a bad person but i used to like cake and then they left their label and i thought wow they're really making a statement and then i can't name a single like song or album After that they have released. And i know that they've released music but i don't know what it is which kind of like speaks <laughs> to the power of the music industry i guess i don't know
0: i was gonna say it seems counterintuitive to to ask that like now from the music world just because like you guys say you you I think people expect a certain type of music from an artist. Was it, so was it hard to get people? So actually let me roll back a little bit. So when you were going posting on the site, were you asked like going up to people who have, who had posted songs on yes. the, the forums and saying, I Hey, I was, solic- yeah, it
2: was a solicitor. I solicited, uh, I went door to door. You know, have you heard the free yeah, good news got about sight. sending us music? Um, no, there was there was nothing suspect about it. But I just emailed people and be like, hey, trying to get a lot of video game music, uh, video game mixes in one site and especially the ones we like. And we really liked X, Y or Z. Could we put it on our site? If so, agree to this statement. And thanks. And, and then- this was, you know, again, and this was like. Frontierland internet where people wouldn't thought well can I monetize it right
1: (laughs) that was never (laughs) nowadays that's like the immediate thought of anything but yeah back then it wasn't about
2: I don't even think I knew the word monetize I mean I guess you can intuit what it means it was the 20th century
1: Mm. (laughs) 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 I mean it's so crazy that just the the couple points you touched on when you're going through your first little backstory there I haven't thought about full sale in forever but Desperately yeah. thought I wanted to attend there in that time period. Uh, what was the one? Uh, was DigiPen? Was that the one that was in Canada, Lucas? Vancouver? I think, uh, I think was
0: it was uh, Yeah, football? I think we struggled to remember it last time we brought this up. But yeah. I that something was, Red, I just uh, remember uh, that, you know,
1: Redmond, Washington. <laughs> I wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. I just remember <laughs> that Redmond, was like, you know, our land <laughs> group. Other, those were the things. Know? Like, you got to go. You got to go make games. And like, it's just, it's so funny talking about things that take you back to that. That place and reconnecting with that yeah, state of mind because it, you forget just how different everything is and like that's that point you bring up we didn't we had no idea what monetization was we had no idea you know you were yeah. you know would put something together with someone else for the sake of building something that's what you wanted to do I want to contribute this to to just make something cool I, like that's not that's I, not the first thought if people yeah, have any
2: philosophical level the way I would put it is. I want to live in a world in which this is allowed to exist. And therefore I shall create it. Yeah.
3: We Absolutely. don't even know what monetization really means right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, have,
0: we still have yet to learn the word. That's for sure here. We've heard of it.
4: <laughs> I've seen other people
0: do it. <laughs> um. So when you were at, so you were soliciting these and then you would ask them like, Hey, I saw you've made this, musical uh arrangement in this style. Have you ever considered doing this genre or something like that? Would you ever ask? Or did you just say like, hey, just we want all types of music. Be willing to branch out and try something? I'm
3: getting, like, getting a little bored with your style. I don't, I don't
2: think <laughs> I was ever that direct like, hey, you should try genre like maybe a accordions, times, but not as a not as a matter of course. Um I guess somewhat naively, optimistically, I expected people to read the write-ups and I would talk in the write-ups um, for, other, for other people's mixes and my own mixes that, you know, this is cool. Check out this genre. This is not a good example mm-hmm. of this genre, but this the genre of music is wonderful and you should explore X, Y, or Z or just like trying to point people in other directions gotcha. is, is how I would describe it in general.
3: A very soft very soft approach, you know, not a not a bludgeon people approach. Yeah, yeah. Kind
0: of just <laughs> I guess explore, explore. Oh, doesn't
2: not sound good. So Sounds do do I don't know.
3: <laughs> 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 hey, well when we get to maybe fifty sixty, 60, we'll be all yeah. up in the cut. Yeah, you know. So
4: I got all a fever
3: good. and the only prescription is more
2: genres. <laughs> Have you seen the supercut of Alex Trebek saying the word genre, except he says it like this? Jean. Jean. There's a, this oh, is what no. YouTube is for. This is what wow. YouTube is for. There's a supercut of Alex Trebek wow. who insisted on pronouncing the word genre, which is how most people would say it, as Jean in like more of the correct French way.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Wow. You know, when you say Today something like that, yeah, sure you make happened. you make me feel like I somehow never paid attention to a single episode of Jeopardy. Yeah. You know, I've seen a whole bunch, but now I feel like I've never re- really truly seen it.
2: Oh, Jeopardy has its own culture. Jeopardy has its own culture. Mm-hmm.
0: Good so, on yeah. him for committing, though. I mean, that's a big <laughs> he's,
2: he's, yeah. I mean I was reading his biography and though like apparently he watched Fox News. Ooh, that's- I know. In some people's books, that's like you're excommunicated from the Church of Life. Yeah. You should die now. Yeah, no. Um, but I think, like with Alex Trebek, he's Canadian hey, Come on, and it's Alex Trebek. Like I think he gets a Fox News pass. I think some people <laughs> get a Fox News pass. Run it out there. I'll let him have it.
3: <laughs> maybe he was watching it ironically. I, I don't know. Pat Sajak was on Fox News, so maybe he was supporting Pat Sajak. Okay. So back in the early in the early days of Fox News, he was he was a Fox News. I forgot that. Client. So how long? Early Fox News, super okay. before, early.
2: Before before it went like kind of like back cranky. when
3: people actually thought like we report, you decide was a legit. <laughs> yeah. <Dick Logan. laughs> yeah. So dating myself as well. <laughs> oh.
2: Well, unfortunately, in the years since you last interviewed Larry, journalism has also pretty much taken. Uh, over. now we're just getting
3: old. Yeah. Now we're just becoming old, you guys. You try try to not. You know the prattles of, uh, of getting older, everything back then was not as bad as it yeah. ah. the internet was a better place. Mm-hmm. The internet was better, news was better, no, culture oh, was better. Let's say the internet was better, <laughs> but he said, but but he intimated it,
2: it was very different.
3: <laughs> it was a soft, like <laughs> it was a soft. <laughs>
0: Pushing that direction. <laughs> <Hey, laughs> Winamp is the
1: same, though. The llama is still there. Yeah, yo, I am Amazing waiting for that new version. I'm
3: waiting for that new version. You know Wait, they're working can on it. I oh, don't know. No, they're working on it. They're, they're you know, I, I don't They're working on it. Yeah. They look, hey, it there's been a new branding. If you go to winamp.com, there's new branding. So, I mean, that's the first First sign of something big, baby. I, I seriously can't First wait. I like, big and, big I'm, still use it. It's still my primary music player. I'm dating myself again. It's still my primary music player. Oh. Full stop. So, I mean, I think I started well, using VLC when I got tired of
2: music players in general. I guess VLC is technically a music player, but it yeah. does video too. So Media it's player. Yeah. But can you yeah.
0: do, can you do custom skins on VLC? Mm-hmm. You gotta oh, have of
2: skins. Equalizers, mm-hmm. visualization. I mean, oh, you gotta. Uh, why isn't there a petition yeah. for that? I mean, screw all these other causes, like life or death causes. <laughs> Obviously, what we need is skinnable VLC. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> I what mean, I'm if saying. you're not
1: coordinated, your WinApp skin with your Theme XP, whatever you're running on your desktop. Back and I mean, you're, you 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 lose all credibility.
2: Okay, so we need a VLC skin format, right? And then someone mm. needs to use like that Dali AI to code something. AI that can look at a Winamp skin and generate the corresponding VLC mm. skin to make it look uh, like oh the Winamp God. skin. And then we monetize it. And
3: what? then we monetize it. Yeah, I, I, I will say, shout out to Luigi Han, who, you know, anybody that would really, you know, use Winamp back in the day made so many awesome video game music skins. He's an OCR fan as well, but I had so many of his skins, <laughs> like the Zelda, you know, Link to the Past skin, the nice. Super Mario. You know, one and two and all stars, and I mean, he had the best. He had the best designs. Everything was so so good. Larry, take us from that, Jason. Oh, I'm
4: sorry.
3: (laughs) No, I'll take it. I'll take. I'll take us where we want to go. So, speaking speaking of old products like Winamp, no, um, the kind of treading back to ye, ye olden days and everything like that. I think one and and Dave is kind of talking. Discussed a little bit of how he he kind of wishes he could have pushed things in a, a more of a genre diversity direction. If I if I wanted to look back, because now I've been involved as a you know a, a fan for twenty years, uh, almost twenty years. Oh no, yeah, 20, 20 plus years, and a staffer for uh, almost eighteen. And so one of the things I would have pushed for more when I think about it in retrospect was that when i was a when i was a fan and then becoming a member of the judges panel i had a lot of strong opinions on tracks that, and and i i listened to a lot of stuff outside of the ocr community and everything like that and mm-hmm. i feel like i would have been more proactive in approaching artists and saying yo you need to submit this because there are so many good tracks that aren't on the site now and, you know, the standards have risen since then. Some of that stuff would still get on. But I feel like it, 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 had I been more proactive back in the day, I would have said, oh, I think you should submit this. You said, and, and, you know, OCR certainly back in the day, you know, the overall video game music community has grown so large because, you know, now you don't need necessarily, you know, a hub. And so people post on, you know, YouTube and SoundCloud and, and whatnot. Yeah. And so, you know, there are a lot of folks who, you know. I, I felt like maybe, you know, a, a lot more back in the day, we were kind of the primary hub and there were maybe, you know, one or two other places really. And so you kind of would just take for granted, like, Hey, you know, if if, if they're proud of it enough, they'll submit it. And, you know, even, even back in the day, you know, sometimes that wouldn't happen. So I think one of the things I, I I try to make a point of now when I hear stuff is just kind of, you know, being a little birdie, like, yo, yo, I like it, you know, so just you know, <laughs> consider it, you know, consider it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to make it seem like I don't think we've achieved a pretty good level of genre diversity in terms of the material on the site. Oh, of course. I just meant for individual artists to yeah, 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 yeah. try different genres. I don't mm-hmm. think, I mean, that's a hard, it's a harder sell, I guess. People don't like to take risks. There's also this, I guess there's the whole idea of cultural <laughs> appropriation or whatnot. I don't, I don't know. I did my Rolling Thunder El Salsa mix and. It, <laughs> Yo, you did, you, you, you did some reggae. You did some.
3: You did some reggae not too long ago. Look, I mean, it's, it's all reggae. about an attempt was made. I
2: That's think right. anyone that wants to sit down and make some reggae and then say to the world, "Here's some reggae that I just made," should be able to say it in those terms. Now, if they said like, "I have just made some authentic reggae," and they put on a Jamaican accent when they weren't themselves Jamaican. That becomes problematic all the same, and then if they monetized it or double monetized <laughs> it, even
4: worse.
2: <laughs> like there's a scale, there's a sliding scale here. Anyone should be able to make some reggae and share it with the world. I, I can't imagine anyone objecting
3: to that. So, so, so. I'm gonna, it, it's yeah. gonna, so it's gonna, so Dave, it's gonna sound like I'm putting you on the spot. Uh-huh. I'm I'm curious, you know, and we've had over a thousand contributors and, and stuff like that. Obviously, yes. I would have you as a, a strong example of people embracing genre diversity and stuff like that. Are there one or two other artists that kind of come to mind for you when you think in terms of their OCR catalog, Oh yeah, this person really tried a lot of different things. And, um, yeah. cause I would say, you know, Maze dude has a particular sound palette, but within yeah. that palette, he tried, he would always try a lot of different stuff and, you know, vert, certainly as well. And I'm trying to <laughs> think. If, anything. Yeah, he could, yeah, he could do anything. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kind of think offhand, you know, people that oh, exemplify and, and what you would have liked to have Mr. seen. Mr. Aversa,
2: Mr. Aversa. Zircon. Mr. Aversa. Yeah. I mean, EDM centric. Sure. Mm-hmm. But Pretty pretty diverse. Uh Juan, Sixto sounds. I mean, yeah, a lot of rock, but different types of rock and, and integrating other instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? uh name had come to me uh yeah um brandon Strader. <laughs> mhm yeah yeah oh yeah brandon's a great example yeah 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 i mean m- rather musically fearless in terms of what he's willing to attempt uh with varying degrees of success but he did a lot of genres i mean some of those mixes or most of those mixes aren't on the site anymore
3: but uh they were good when they were yeah 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 and I mean, even for people that are within, I, I don't mean to Im- imply limited or anything like that, but even, you know, for yeah. people that stick with a, re- a relative, you know, let's say or- orchestration or something like that, even for some modern people, you know, because you mentioned, you know, Brandon, Dave, you know, for as one example, but, you know, Eurito, he's a really good oh, example wow, yeah, of that sure. with, with, he does... So for for those that don't know I would I would highly recommend I put him over super strong you know in a recent write up but Yurito is somebody who's a you know a, a modern OC remixer you know who's come along let's say like in the last uh you know 5 to 7 years really and mm-hmm. he is a great example of somebody that thinks very very big All right wait there I just want to make
2: sure for people listening don't be like me and pronounce it wrong like Jorito, J O R I T O. So if you go to OCRE don't, don't, yeah, J O R I T O, but pronounce Jorito. Some of, like, this, sure.
0: some of those names on there, you, you look at them, and I'm just like, I don't know how, especially if it's like a few Shnub- letters and then Shnubula. a word after.
3: Yeah, and you're just like, yes. am I
0: saying this right? I don't Shnubula. know. I'll just type it out to you.
3: It's um, not Schnubula or whatever. Yeah, Schnubula, McVaugh. There's yeah, there's all sorts of funky names where you might be you might have been doing it, you know, saying it wrong the whole time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys Uh, do you guys think that a person's gaming tastes may or may not limit the genres that they're willing to tackle when it comes to remixing? Like, are there games that just like Mega Man, for instance, that feels very rock based? Do you think that picking like being like, oh, I only like first person shooters? would limit their genre, like the ability for them to mm. take a song and go,
2: let's see if this well,
0: works as a Gothic cathedral sound. Oh yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> when you say, they- I want to clarify the question though, when you mm. say like certain games, do you mean like arrange music from certain games or only play certain games, but arrange music from other games? I mean, it- I mean, like if, if the, whatever, whatever games
0: they, dis- this person decides to, to mix to mix. Okay. Yeah. Like, let's say they only like retro games, I guess you could even go in something like that. But I, f- I would think it would be hard to take something like, but I also don't mix music, remix music or anything, but take something like Castlevania. And that's try not to true. It into, that's not true. Do not there's, even there's, no, hold no. Hold on. hold I on. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I was just,
3: Jazz is actually very nice. I will, I will throw in one tidbit because there were two franchises that immediately came to mind of, I wouldn't say pigeonholing because, you know, Jason, as you were about to chime in, they're like, no, 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 no. It's, you know, there's a lot of diversity within that, within that. And I've and I've heard it, you know, I've witnessed that. But I would say maybe, you know, Castlevania, and then on a different level, maybe not genre, but kind of style. Sonic the Hedgehog, because a lot of people have to throw in the sound effects and the ring sounds and you know what drowning sounds and and that and springs. You know, you hear a lot of those kind of tropes within within those arrangements, and so it's it's a yes and no thing for me because you will definitely hear within Castlevania and Sonic some tropes, you know, gothic rock and stuff for Castlevania, but. You also do get that other slice of it. And that's really, I, I really like that you brought up that question, Lucas, because that makes me want to specifically highlight, you know, maybe just like a social media post or something like that, but just highlighting the fact that, you know what, if you think all the Castlevania arrangements out there are gothic rock, you know, ABC XYZ, check these out because I love Castlevania
1: they, Jazz. That's the best.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff like that. Dave, I didn't know if you're going to kind of. Well, oh, I time and feel like a
2: different interpretation of the question, maybe. But my answer was going to be more like, if you only gravitate to first-person shooters specifically, then I think you're the genres you can arrange in might actually be a little bit more constrained, just because there are certain types of games nowadays, and probably just inherently that don't have as much melodic content, um, and like a you know a repeating theme so a lot of the old platformers yeah. games mm. in general you've got uh, something that's going to over yeah. and over and over again and it's got to be catchy right i guess um and a lot of it is whether it's supposed to be or not whereas with first person shooters it's all very in the moment atmospheric there's cues that Cinematic are dynamic and, sometimes yeah. and you know what are you going to do with that right um musically is it possible? Are, are there still melodies in there? Yes. The better soundtracks, at least, there's still melodic content to work with. But in terms of directions, usually it's more minimalistic. It's often more abstract. Uh, it might be a very simple motif. There's a lot of directions you can take that, but not as many that are like identifiable, recognizable, clearly mappable there's arrangers that specialize in that. There's people that are very good at that, at taking a very simple sequence of notes and just going in a completely different direction with Mm -hmm. it. But I think most arrangers are going to work in a more uh, restrained uh, palette in terms of the genres they choose if they're only arranging music for modern first-person shooters. That, to me, Mm -hmm. you're you're starting with a a subset that's going to point you in a bit, you know, in slightly fewer directions. I think... Once you talk about retro games, if you're factoring, like, what is that? All the NES soundtracks ever? All the SNES soundtracks ever? All the Genesis soundtracks ever? That's a lot more material to work with in terms of genres. You can do anything with that. That's just inherently wider than yeah. you can only remix modern first-person shooters. You know, And it's <laughs> yeah. more fun, you know? Those are, again, some classic themes. And it's also, also really cool to see when someone unearths a new theme from some game no one's ever heard of, and it's just, it's super good by itself. Yeah. I'm thinking, I guess, the Cheetahmen 2. <laughs> like there's a whole name <laughs> about Cheetahmen 2. We had a lot yeah. of fun back in the day with the Cheetahmen 2. Man,
3: Cheetahmen 2. Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> Such plastic. a
3: good theme though. Unbelievable theme though. So I highly recommend, seriously, <laughs> seriously anybody that's either brand new or you know hasn't checked out in a while, Definitely snag those Cheetah Men two mixes. Very very. <laughs> uh, no, no no are, yeah yeah is yeah.
1: A, is there a Pepsi Man remix? Is that no, not, not yet?
2: Man. Not Pepsi yet. Uh. I mean, what's it gonna? I guess there is actually pretty good music. There's yeah, you can do it. Um, I I know I saw at some point, and This is my old man memory. Like at some point, <laughs> in recent years, I know I saw that someone had done a Pepsi Man mix, but I didn't listen to it, and it wasn't submitted to the site, or if it mm. was, it was rejected. Just a tragedy, but you know, sometimes that's how it is. I think it was hard. Lucas, see, I was just trying to point
1: out you got a fast track to the panel right now. You ever finished that Jurassic Park?
0: No, if I ever finished anything. So he's talking, I've dabbled a little bit, mm-hmm. especially being, you know, inspired by the site and the people who have remixed and stuff. I've mm-hmm. I've tried. That's why I, when you guys were talking about fruity loops and everything made me laugh. It hits a little close to home. My problem is, is I have no musical background beyond like band and in, in middle school, so it's like
3: well, it seems gotta, something you more. You got more than me, so it's all good. That's true.
0: Well, it seems like something that would be somewhat approachable, especially when you know a lot of like the the older games, uh, the nostalgia themes and then you sit down to act or at least I sit down to do it and I'm like damn this is hard like <laughs> it, it they may sound like simple tunes but to actually take something beyond the original uh NES song and and like make it your own while still making it identifiable it seems to be a skill in and of itself let alone just being able to create music at all
2: yeah those are yeah, those are two different like just learning the 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 technicals of being able to produce music with an instrument or on a computer and a computer really kind of is an instrument. But you know what I'm saying? Real mm-hmm. time versus, you know, mouse entry or whatever. Um, that's its own skill set. Arranging is really a, a separate skill set. Um, but like be, even in, even I guess if, if it was just middle school, then it wasn't that long. But being in band is actually a really good start because. It shows you how music fits together. Now, albeit that's music written for concert band, which is of a sim, you know, a specific quality sometimes, but also just you know, aesthetic. Um, but you still you see how the different sections play at the same times, so and it all lines up. And sometimes, mm-hmm. the band teacher is you know trying to get one section to learn something, they'll have just that section play. Just having that experience of seeing how a song fits together, like from the inside, that's good for arranging. That's um, that's kind of key. And the other thing I would say is just listening to music in a fashion where you like practice isolating the drum track, practice isolating. The yeah. Bass track. yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily fun. Once you do that all the time, you just don't, can't turn it off. So it doesn't affect your fun in terms of listening to music. But initially yeah. it's going to feel like work and you're gonna be like, I, I just want to listen to music. Um, but once you're, you just listen that way all the time, it's kind of like watching subtitles in like foreign films. You, you're going to read them without thinking about like reading them. Yeah, um, same same concept. Listening to how the song fits together is something that anyone can do, and I think you know, Larry. To your credit, I, you know how to do that. Uh, it's clear from your writing, you know, when you analyze a piece that you've done that. and You see how it all fits together, but most people don't listen to music that way. Uh, that's that's something that kind of is its own skill set, and that's I would say a real big step towards arranging. I think it's hard to arrange music if you can't listen to other music and figure out how it fits together and how it might change. Um, I don't
3: know. Uh, now, oh no, go, go ahead. Lucas. I was just going
0: to say, I definitely have, I've had those moments where I've listened to uh, a Genesis song and I've been like, I don't even remember hearing this part of the song, but when you start breaking it into its instruments and then listening to that specific uh part of the song i'm just like how did i miss this like i I can't Mm -hmm. believe i didn't hear this bass track Mm -hmm. or or how how these drums come together or whatever it might be there's a lot of depth there that when you listen critically i feel like you hear it differently than when you're you know playing the actual game or even just putting on the car on in the car or whatever yeah no no
3: that that it's it's certainly interesting because you know and 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 myself you know being on the judges panel but being you know strictly a listener judge and somebody without you know training as a musician somebody that doesn't know music theory and if you put a you know gun to my head and said what note is this i'm dead so (laughs) i you know i i come in there as you know a, a a fan and an enthusiast yes when you i found that you know when i have my judge hat on versus when i have it off I am yeah. listening to music and appreciating it, you know, whether it's, you know, the writing, the components, the production, the mixing, uh, the, just the overall creativity. Yeah, you're, you're listening for different things when you have that critical ear on versus whether you have it off. Like I've known uh, just, you know, casually, I might listen to, you know, just something on SoundCloud, you know, it could be game related, could be completely original, but i will be like, yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome. Then I'm kind of listening. I'm like, mm, you know what that... That base part, though, it could it could stand out a little bit more. But when I'm just like you know casual, I'm like, oh, this is so awesome, everything's so good. <laughs> and I'll go, oh, you know, it could pop a little more. You know, if I were judging it, I might ding it on that. But you know, it, it, it's strong. So, but but it gives you it also gives you a sense of perspective. Uh, you know, uh, being able to know that you're you're being critical versus un- uncritical. The the one thing I would say to kind of it's tangential, but to sort of piggyback on what what Dave was was saying. And to, you know, encourage you, Lucas, is that, you know, even though for me, when I pirated FL, you know, uh sorry, Fruity Loops, you know, yeah, yeah. three or four um, yeah. or whatever back in, you know, 2002 and, you know, kind of loaded some presets and, you know, pressed the piano roll and it would go doo, 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 and immediately going like, oh, OK, no, 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 no. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm out of my depth. I'm out. Of my, oh, I yeah. and I, am you know, I, I played with it for, you know, maybe 30 minutes and was like, nope, not for me. Like, that's. I'm good. I, I was really interested in it and then was like, nope, I can't. But I, I knew to kind of stay in my lane. But the one thing that I've seen in my role as an evaluator is that, you know, if you have the passion and the drive for Hit, we have so many contributors that were garbage and hot garbage and had a lot of dream, hopes, and dreams and aspirations. And, you know, their enthusiasm outpaced their skill set, but because they were diligent enough to stick with it and take the constructive feedback of the judges panel. And I'm not indicating, you know, OC Remix is the sole reason that people get good, uh, you know, in this community, but for all, but we've got a lot of people, whether they've since become judges themselves or, you know, just remixers that would personally attest to the fact that, you know, the pressure pressure makes diamonds, you know, and that yeah. you can definitely get there if you have that commitment, because you can be total garbage and, and really come in there and do strong, strong stuff. And I mean, I could, you know, I could name people and I, I you know, I hope, I hope they wouldn't be offended, but you, you know, um, who can I think of that, that, that later became judges? Like, you know, well, people at, Andy. yeah. Yo, oh, it it Zircon, Right. Well, yeah. we'll talk, I mean, talk, talk about that for like half a second, Dave. I mean, he, because this is even predates me before I was really into it. You know, he got rejected oh. and, you know, flayed, turned into a super, you know, mega troll against the community for a while. Uh, okay. Well, mm. one,
2: it's not like, <laughs> his, even from the beginning, like his earliest, earliest stuff, did it have problems? Yes. Were we re- right show, to, to point it, them out?
3: It showed problems. Yes.
2: But um, it was good. It wasn't bad. It was you could tell like this is pretty good. You know, there's some issues, but it's pretty good. Some people do not even like to hear pretty good. And at the time, Andy was a different persons. Again, it's different Internet, I guess. But um, he was, he
3: was like, young. He was like 16, you know. Yeah. yeah he, didn't, oh, wow.
2: he didn't take it well. But sure. I mean, to his credit, he cooled down and then he just like took off. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's wow. some period of time when he was a little obnoxious and, you know, could look back and laugh. Um, it's hard to take constructive criticism. It's hard to take criticism in general, even if it's not constructive, of course. <laughs> but basically, you know, when it's constructive, you, in order to even entertain the possibility that the criticism could be correct, you do have to respect to a certain extent who it's coming from. So if you yeah. think this person knows nothing and is just like, these people are garbage, we've, this is the is garbage. We've, we've had that. We've had plenty of that. <laughs> I know. And it's just yeah. like. Well are you considering the totality of everything the site's posted or are you just considering like your rejection? Because if you're going to make a summation judgment upon my, you know, soul and and being and the entire website, you should be talking about the corpus, not your rejection. That makes it sound like personal. And of course it is personal. Yeah. But um it's it's hard to take cuz your song is like your your baby. It's like, you know, you get you get attached. You de- yeah. people definitely get attached to projects to individual songs to individual right. decisions within songs like Fuck you i'm not gonna lose the hi-hats i love those hi-hats it's like no the hi-hats gotta go no i mean people will double down triple down quadruple down um we've seen it all right larry oh but, yeah
3: oh totally <laughs> <but>
2: can, <laughs> i mean you guys have touched on
1: a little bit can you kind of just give us a you know top of you know like a top overview of like what does that submission process look like so, like say someone has a, a mix sure they submit it to the site. What does that process look like when it, when it's judged and if it's, you know, for acceptance or rejection?
2: Well, I mean, there's an initial pass where something can be directly rejected by the person who handles the inbox. Cause we use email cause we're antiquated. Um, and, and, you know, direct rejections are usually for stuff where it's like, it's not even remixing a game. Someone sent us a recording of them coughing for five minutes. I don't know. <laughs> um, or where it's, well, it's a, it's important to frame in the context of that, Dave, like what are we looking for first? Sure. Well, we're looking for something, okay, an, an interpretive, and arra- a interpretive arrangement and in what I will call a purposeful and well-executed production. Um, and I'm trying to choose my words carefully. The arrangement, you know, by interpretive, I mean, well, you're not just like, Transcribing, transcribing it, it, you know, transcribing it and changing it. the key or slowing it down just its hat yeah. or something like yeah. that you've added new parts um, you've changed the the uh, genre <laughs> nice
1: nice back. <laughs>
2: um, you know you've done something where it was kind of just clear from listening to it that you had an idea that you were inspired as opposed to i'm going to take this song i'm going to change the instruments to these instruments and play it at the same tempo can that sound good? Yes. Can that be enjoyable to listen to? Yes. Does that make it worth creating? Of course, you know, go do whatever you want. But the the the, the focus on OC Remix is very much on interpretive arrangement, meaning take an opportunity to be inspired by this music and then make something of yours that maps back to it in an obvious way, but is new and your own. Um, And you can do that and still come very close to the original. There's a lot of room for interpretation in that Mm -hmm. standard of interpretive arrangement. Like there's stuff where it's just a guitar and it's at the same tempo, but it's been adapted for that instrument. And there are things done differently because it's being played on that instrument. There's Mm -hmm. stuff that plays it pretty close um, to the original, but there's always there's got to just there's got to be a couple ideas in there uh new ideas yeah i mean
3: just kind of breaking it down because we have it laid out in the submission standards that we have you know on oc remix right i mean any sort of combination of altering you know the the genre the instrumentation the tempo the rhythms the timbre the textures there's so many different you know changing the time signature what what have you there there are so many adding your own original parts that integrate
4: Lyrics.
3: Yeah, adding lyrics, adding vocals. Exactly. So, I mean, there's so many different ways to go about it. And we're just looking for some combination of interpretive elements that, like Dave said, right, make something stand apart from the original enough to where you can compare the two and go, okay, this is where I can say the artist added some of their own flavor, some of their own character in their own representation of this piece, that that's primarily what we're looking for. And then, Dave, you were going to speak also to the produ- just generally the production side of.
2: Well, yeah, and the words I used were purposeful, yeah. and well ex- purposeful, and well executed. So, mm? well executed essentially just means for whatever genre it is and whatever aesthetic is being gone for, shot for. Uh, does it work? Is it abrasive to listen to because the production has like piercing high frequencies, which was something that I think my. Uh, Yoshi's uh, Island mix may have been guilty of. A couple others, maybe. Which one? Um,
3: 2001 Elastic New Year? Elastic New Year's got that lead that goes like,
2: it hits a specific resonance, like Uh registered. Check that one out. Some people are into (laughs) that. You know what? Some people are into that. Um, I'm not. I don't think most people are. Uh, The purposeful part is well, let's just say something does sound like distorted um, or lo fi or whatnot. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, the Velvet Underground, not famous for like pristine production. They're a garage bin and they sound like it and and it's very rough around the edges and that's the charm. And, you know, your production can be lo-fi or minimalist or, you know, a little distorted, whatever, as long as it feels like it was on purpose and as long as you've executed it in a fashion that is still listenable and makes sense. So th- there's room for production, you know, made on a uh, old Tascam Porta studio with someone layering guitar and vocals. You can do it that way. It can work. Um, but there's also room for like, you know, $5,000 worth of contact samples and gigasamples. Uh, gigasamples used to be a thing, not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to make fun of the gigasamples. We can't make fun of the gigasamples anymore because no, no, no one knows what you're talking about. Um, giant contact libraries. Like there's people that have a lot of equipment. I'm guilty of having a lot more equipment than you would think based on the amount of music that I make I'm looking around my studio right now. I'm like, I should really make some more music. I have all this (laughs) stuff. Um, but yeah, there's a way to do the production side of it without thousands of dollars of gear or, or sample libraries or whatnot. And especially nowadays, the amount of stuff that's out there on the web. Vital basic is free. And that's a sort of, sort of like serum Lite. Um, there's just a ton of stuff you can get for, for free. And Luke is so, writing
3: well, it down.
2: Yeah. Guides. No, you don't have to take my word for it. There's like bedroom producer has a guide for free software. Computer music is a magazine that if you pay 10 bucks comes with, I think, is it still a DVD or a CD? They're still using optical
3: media. Oh gosh. I, I forget. Yeah,
2: I still burn Blu-rays. I, you know, it's a nice archival format, mm-hmm. but, um, Fair. Yeah, the amount of tech that's out there now for free means that anyone can make pretty pristinely produced, like, expensive sound music.
3: Yeah, anyone.
2: Yeah. Um, but there's also a way to do minimalist and lo-fi and just, like, do-it-yourself studio. Someone who doesn't even want to use computers could still submit a mix to the site. Uh, they'd need to borrow someone's email account to su- submit the recording, <laughs> but they could have made it on, like, a, you know, an abacus or uh, probably not that. An iPhone. Yeah. Something basic, something basic. Um, but I just wanted to make that point about production. Like it needs to be well executed and purposeful in, in those specific regards, but it doesn't need yeah. to be like top of the line, expensive production, whatever. Yeah.
3: And then as you know, sort of uh, I I don't have as much time to do it now, but I still help in the process. Right. So to, to kind of walk through what the submission process is like, We have our inbox, which is submissions at ocremix.org. You send us information with your artist handle, your real name, if you want to provide it, what game and what song or multiple songs you're arranging. And, you know, you provide us YouTube links or just something helpful that shows us the original music so that we can compare it to your arrangement and just any notes as little or as much as you want to say, or provide as to the background of how the arrangement was created, what tools were used, what inspired it, whatever you want to do. Again, it's as, as little as you want to say or as much as you want to say. And based off of that, like Dave said, we'll take an initial listen to it. And if we determine that it's not meeting the standards of the website, like very, very clearly, as in, you know, production quality or you know, lack of arrangement creativity, something like that. Then we'll send it a form letter which outlines the most common reasons why we reject submissions to OCR. We will, you know, highlight what bullet points are relevant to why it's being rejected and send send it on over. If it's kind of somewhere in the middle, we will uh, send it over to the judges panel, and that is a team of you know, mostly experienced you know, musicians, and then a couple of listeners, uh, non-musicians, such as myself that will listen to it as a group, uh, you know, well rather individually, but we will vote, you know, uh, individually. And then when we have enough votes that determines whether or not the remix or, you know, the arrangement is, is accepted onto OC remix as an official OC remix. If it's really, really blow away, then we will send a form letter that just says, yo, we, you know, we love it. It's all good to go. We're eventually going to post it. But you have bypassed the judges panel and you're good to go. This is approved. And we have a few judges that are empowered to make that make that decision unilaterally. And so um, sometimes, uh, and again, having run the submissions in the inbox for several years, sometimes there'll be stuff that's so blow away, but I just want the other judges to hear it. So we'll post it on the <laughs> judges panel. And sometimes yeah. there's stuff where it clearly is not... Good enough to be approved, but it deserves a deeper level of feedback. And so it'll go to the judges' panel because we either want to say, hey, this is, you know, this isn't there yet, but you're moving in the right direction. There's a lot of potential here. Here's a deeper level of feedback and recommendations that you know we'll offer. You could take it or leave it, but here's what we have. And one of the things that's really been um worthwhile to hear, especially from, you know, past artists and, you know, Zircon, you know, who we mentioned in particular earlier, and he's a former judge as well. And, you know, even, you know, hating OCR, but later, you know, reforming and coming up through the system and being such a valuable, you know, amazing contributor. And, you know, now, a you know, professional musician and game developer, he's, you know, exemplary of what, you know, the OCR as a community can, can, can do for folks. And he said, you know, even in pro audio circles, It is almost impossible to get the amount of feedback that you would get from an OC Remix submission, like from the judges panel, because it is almost impossible to get people to dedicate time and energy to go in depth with what they think. And keep in mind, you know, we, we all stand on the shoulders of giants, right? So when, you know, Dave, you know, alludes to sort of the Wild West of what OCR was back in the day the judge the judges panel in all its glory was a big big wow, uh, exemplary exam, <laughs> exemplary you know instance of the, the wild west because the judges were mean they were glib they mm-hmm. didn't give a fuck they were like this sucks <laughs> this is, this is crappy oh, barely has hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on i say this hold on i say that i say this again you know with with hold on hold on, hold on. i say, i say this with do I, I say this in all due respect because we, there were there were some judges that would go in more depth, and then we had, you know, other judges that it was all lol you know, LOL, WTF oh, no. barbecue, and <laughs> were, were not shy about, and, and there was no bedside manner to the feedback, right? So it would just be like, yo, this sucks, dog. <laughs> like, try again, LOL. And so there was some of that. There was a mixture of people that were more, Um, that had more, more encouragement and stuff like that. And I would, and I give gray lightning, who's, you know, one of the earlier judges, a big, big, big amount of credit for being the most impactful person in terms of reshaping, not, not, not in a way that was overt, but in a, in a, in a quiet way that, that, and, and he communicated with everybody, you know, on the judges panel, on a one-on-one level. And, you know, with Dave, it wasn't that he had a particular goal to change and reshape how the, the feedback process worked, but by leading by example, the judges panel became a lot more intentional about not being douches when giving the feedback, (laughs) you know, and, and being more intentional and thoughtful with how the feedback would go. So I give Grey Lightning a huge amount of credit because yeah, I came in there and I you know, I, I I felt like I was thoughtful, but I would also, you know, I was part of the you know, the crowd and going by the example of the people that were there before me and I'd just be like, Ha ha it's fucking <laughs> <laughs> I think, you're I think you're
2: overstating that. A
3: um, no, I mean, you know, I, I he's
2: really the nicest here. and the most uh, professional yeah. and tactful, and also like universally liked um, because of, I, I, at least in part, all of those things. But there were uh, there were other judges that were measured in their approach and generally. Oh, sure. Good oh, yeah, no,
3: no, no, no! Absolutely, and uh, no, that that it it has been like that s- since the beginning. But because it, there wasn't necessarily an emphasis on you know tact, you had a mixture where you know people, some people would be glib, and others would be more you know thoughtful about it. And I think Gray, in particular, though, would be like when we were looking for the next set of judges, mm. would tilt toward. Okay, this person is a lot more thoughtful with how they comport themselves. And so I think that was really beneficial going back to my overarching point was that, you know, we've, you know, hey, look, everybody starts like the Wild Wild West. Anything starts bootleg and, you know, more about enthusiasm. than Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, hey. Things started
2: that way. I don't think.
3: Can things still start that way? I guess things can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things can start where it's more, you know, kind of. No, no, no. We're, 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 it's more about the enthusiasm than the professionalism. And not, And even though we're a hobbyist community, you know, going back again to the overarching point that, Ant, that Andy, that Zircon said, you know, these days, and, and certainly it's been, you know, we've been around since 1999. The judges panel has been around since 2002. I would certainly say for at least, you know, 15 years, if not more, it's been a very strong, the, the, the actual, the tact and the bedside manner and the encouragement. The positivity, the uh, you know, the willingness to be critical yet supportive—that has been a major, major component of what the OCR feedback system is. You know, the speed—we got—we yeah. yeah, got to work on that. But the but in terms of the support, it, it, that's that's part and parcel with what it is. I think it's embedded into the fabric of what we do.
2: Yeah, um, I would like to think that. I, I think that's certainly the aspiration. And I think in many, t- many cases, it's the goal. I don't know how, how much positivity sells these days. It's a little, a little rough. But Dale North was just posting about like how people find me overwhelmingly positive and don't understand how I could be so positive. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. um, back in the day, I did talk to some of the judges that were especially abrasive multiple times. And I mean, we got rid of, uh a a couple judges for that reason so there was also there was some i think organized push away from that sort of direction it was a lot more common on the internet back then too that was Mm -hmm.
3: it was a product of the times yeah yeah but you know so so to tie you know to put a bow around what the submissions process entails right because i want to be clear you know and and i've I've you know been thinking you know and now now that I have a new job recently and I'm I'm having more time to get back into the swing of things and being more directly involved you know in OC Remix once again. Yeah I've I've wanted to you know clarify sort of you know for for the new blood for the folks that necessarily you know haven't come up through OC Remix and maybe are more dedicated toward you know SoundCloud and YouTube and other communities out there you know the the other things that we have to make you know kind of clear on what OCR isn't and, and and I've I've certainly tried to do it, but I you know use the platform of of, of um, you know our discussion right now is that you know OCR doesn't take any ownership of people's music. If you want, if you feel so inclined that you want to you know release your material on Spotify or monetize it on YouTube or whatever, that doesn't preclude you from also freely you know having it hosted um, and you know and evaluated by OC Remix to be included you know as part of the sure. collection you know, again, because we don't take any ownership, we're there to promote your stuff. Um, and so there's also, you know, people overanalyze and think about sort of the political side, like, do I have any friends there? Or, you know, well, I, I don't know any of the staff there. And so maybe uh, they don't know me. And, and, and it's just a big click there. And dude, we've got over a 1000 contributors over 22 years and counting. I and know. so you don't click up with a 1000 people, you know we've got four thousand <laughs> yeah. arrangements I can pick up with anyone. It's true, uh, yeah, so I mean you know, so I don't and and the other thing that i so I encourage people not to again, and I say it you know in our judges panel f a q but it's like, please don't overthink this process if you think your stuff is interpretive and creative, it has a potential home at o c remix, and we'd love to have you um submit it the other the other thing that i um you know. Li- like to, uh, be clear about is that, you know, it has a, for- it, you know, it's intended to have a forever home there. We want you to be, you know, proud of your work. And, you know, if you submit it there, you, you know, you intend to have it, you know, on permanently, you know, there as a representation of what you're capable of at the time. So, you know, we don't do, you know, big takedowns and everything like that. You know, if we do takedowns, it has to be now at the, in this stage, it has to be mutually agreed upon by the artists and by, um, you know, uh, the, the staff as well. But so, you know, it, but we intend to have a permanent archive and, you know, and a growing archive that's representative of what the capabilities are of the video game music arrangement community, you know, at any given point in time. And so we love everything. You know, we want, we have no bias toward any games, any systems, any, you know, any, any, uh, any time period we don't care if the game is a commercial success or commercial flop. We don't care if it's AAA or indie, anything that you want. That is an arrangement of stuff that was originally game music. We want it, you know, and, and, and it has a place. So we, we encourage, you know, anyone and everyone to get involved and whether or not you have, you know, you don't need to be a pro. You don't need to have connections. Just don't overthink it and, you know, send your stuff. And, and the last thing I'll say is, We have a lot of people, especially with the reputation that OC Remix has had, you know, over 20 plus years now, because a lot of very accomplished hobbyists and even now, you know, professional musicians, composers, you know, game composers, people that are, you know, in pro audio and that do production for, you know, world class mainstream talent have have passed through OC Remix at this point. People of, you know, uh, you know, people will self evaluate their own music and just be like, ah, you know, kind of like me with Fruity Loops and going, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not capable. I'm not, I can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, don't overthink it. We, you know, let us be the judge. We will be the judge. We'll be happy to give you feedback and let you know what is clicking, what is working and let you know what we think um, could use some more work and it's take it or leave it advice. You can, you can always say, you know what, this criticism feels valid This criticism I don't necessarily want to work with, but like in order to, you know, resubmit a potential track that may have been rejected one time, you don't have to do everything we say. There's no edict or demand that you do, you know, ABC. It's just more like helpful guidance to say, have you considered doing this? You Usually know.
2: sometimes yeah. there is a, a single profound problem with a mix that is actually preventing it. Oh, oh sure. Sure. But, but,
3: but what I mean, uh, is yeah, and I'm sorry to, to contrast, I would say like, yo, these levels are way too loud. You have to pull it back versus, you know, making suggestions on say the structure of a song or mm-hmm. how to make mm-hmm. it not feel as repetitive. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to say you need to change this here, right here, but we'll say, Hey, it got boring over here. Consider, you know, changing the tempo, changing the rhythms, switching the instrumentation up, you know, so presenting you, you know, a plate and you can pick, pick and choose what you want to, you know, go with. I just wanted to piggyback
2: off of the, the, the archive comment, because yes, um, it's, it's an archive. It's, it's a, it's a canon. It's a continuum, if you will, like beyond just a collection of files though. And, you know, I've done the write-ups Larry just recently did, has done like the first two write-ups of Mixes. It's kind of like a blog format almost. Yeah. Um, not by me. Uh, so he's the only other author of write-ups and he's done two now. And, you know, we're, we're kind of testing that out. That's a new, new in 2022 thing. <laughs> um, but for 22 years, I've been doing the write-ups. To me, it also tells a story. It's, a, it's almost narrative. You can go from year to year and kind of there's references. back. I try to make it like a story. I try to tie things together. Sometimes I'm more successful than others. But, you know, if we're talking about a given artist, we'll say this is their 10th featured mix. Um, you know, this isn't that similar to, you know, the last two mixes, but uh, three mixes ago, there was a piece in the same genre. Just, you know, telling a story and connecting the dots a little bit so that it's not just a collection of files um, is is the value added that I try to achieve, at least with, uh, with the writeouts. <laughs>
0: Well, and I think as somebody who's done creative endeavors myself, um, some people who are maybe younger and don't have as as much experience making music or really doing anything else, um, film, photography, whatever, having a community that you can go to to ask for feedback. Well, feedback that's actually useful is huge. Like that is no matter what you're doing, it is really hard to get people to just sit down and listen or look or watch whatever it may be. So to have that resource available is huge. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great that. one.
3: Yeah, no, no. Thank you for that. One little nugget I'll throw in just for anybody that's in any sort of creative field and that is looking, you know, whether by hook or by crook, you know, spam or, you know, unsolicited, you know, contact, whatever if you i would just say as somebody that gets approached a lot to listen to things if you want feedback from somebody this is not going to be like oh you need to be polite blah 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 look just give me the link like show me the goods immediately don't don't add a step by asking if you have permission to link me something just link it can you listen to this link not do you have time to listen to this and wait for a reply just link the material save a step <laughs> save a step that's all that's just my little that's my little <laughs> nugget of advice like that, you know
0: you don't anything you don't have
3: yeah. you don't have to be particularly bold to do it but like yo close the loop you know close the loop yeah that's all yeah I mean, absolutely well, you make it as easy as possible mm-hmm yeah Lead the horse to water, dog. Like they won't they may not drink, but like lead them. Like do it. Show right? them the water. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Now I feel like I uh, you know, we we we've talked a lot. There may be some more questions, or you may want to wrap up or anything like that. But it, I don't want to, you know, leave anything un unanswered or un un we, unspoken to. So I'm, we I'm happy you brought know? that up. We do have yeah. a little
1: lightning round, but I do have one question I want to ask too True. um before we got to that, just uh, thinking through things. Like, what what do you see as like that next What's that next step for OCRMX? Like, what do you think? What's that next evolution in the journey?
3: The okay. Future. I'm going to hold on. Now, Dave runs the show. So as sort of the secondary person, I feel it's important for me to go first because maybe, just maybe, I may inform something of what Dave might say. Not that I am more important and, and need to, you know, take precedence over what. Hey, okay, go for it, go for it. So again, right? So I recently just got a new job, and I'm I'm so so thankful to you know have more freedom to be involved again because for a, you know a period of several years I really had to pull back. Maybe uh, you know, in some ways, not ways that Dave would notice, in the sense of like you know trying to be there to stage mixes and stuff. Obviously, I can't you know do as much as I could, but. But, um, you know, trying to keep things running. But, you know, I've got a lot of ideas. And, and so one of the things that I've, you know, thought about for, for many years is the fact that, you know, the whole approach to what OC Remix does, right, all of it is supposed to be run on kind of like our spare time. And as Dave and I are, you know, parents of, of wonderful, we all yep. have wonderful daughters and they're all the best. But, you know, it, it pulls more and more time away from doing the, you know, the, the, the fun little hobby side project that we all, you know, love and, and want to see, you know, thrive. And so I've always said, you know, we need like, you know, new blood and stuff like that, but really, you know, it, it also comes down to a matter of if, and, and Dave is much more focused than I am. I'm, I'm a chronic procrastinator and very scattershot in how I approach everything. (laughs) And so I've literally just, you know, I mentioned to Dave like uh, maybe a couple days ago that I've, you know, got a little spreadsheet that I'm calling OCR 365 in which I'm trying to be very intentional about like what is one thing a day I can, uh, one thing per day I can do to like better the OC Remix experience, whether it's like, you know, ideas or just, you know, uh, fixing things or, you know, adding in data, whatever what are things that I can do to be very intentional about it? So I will say, so that's a long winded way to say this. I saw some very, um, you know, uh, it was uh, critical, but thoughtful uh, fan feedback, not like a hater, but somebody who was a legit fan saying, oh, you know, OCR needs to have more diversity and like what games are represented and stuff like that. Um, You know, obviously the judges panel, we don't tell the artists what to do. We have kind of our own community and they pick and choose what they want to do. But we certainly could have we could we could potentially give, you know, more time and energy in towards potentially steering, uh, you know, people to encourage more diversity. Maybe not as like, you know, Dave was looking at it saying like, Hey, you know, artist X, maybe you could engage in more genres here, but you know, whether, whether it is in, like I alluded to earlier, right? Like when I hear a good mix, reaching out to somebody and going, yo, send this our way. We need to be more intentional about like what game representation could we have more of what genre representation could we have more of what, you know, what, artists and like identity representation. Could we have more of, because like, you know, as Dave alluded to in sort of the salad days of the overarching, you know, the emulation scene and all that kind of stuff, it is a white man sausage fest. And so it's like, you know, overall, like, you know, there are a lot of great women creators out there. There are a lot of, you know, great, you know, minority creators out there. There's, you know, the, the, the trans community, like there, there are people in all sorts of walks of life or different identities that are doing this kind of work, I. that is certainly not to say that OCR is an unwelcoming or, or in the past has been unwelcoming in that way because we, we have all of that representation already. But we could be proactively going out there and finding more and more artists to engage with them rather than strictly being passive and just being like, here's our webpage, here's the instructions, if you care yeah. to look, we care to listen, you know, well, at, at there's some an
2: advantage to the passive model.
3: There are, there, there is, hold on. And I'll, and that's why I'm going to let you go to that. So, but, <laughs> okay. you know, that said, right in an era where there's more commercialization and there's like, you know, people are trying to put their stuff on like, you know, uh, Apple music and Spotify and YouTube monetization and everything like that. It is important to know that our community will always exist strictly for the love of the game. And that, no matter what, you can definitely reach a sizable audience to, you know, have appreciation for what you're doing, especially if it's in, you know, potentially underappreciated stuff. Because, you know, there's always an audience for Super Mario World and Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy and all that kind of stuff. What doesn't get promoted as much is that we've got, you know, almost a thousand games represented, you know, they aren't all super Mario. They're not all Castlevania. Right. There's lots of, you know, relatively obscure stuff. All of that is welcome and represented. We could be doing more to chase more of that and, and actually proactively looking for that and bringing it, you know, home as it were. And and that's something that even if it's just me on an individual level it's something that I want to be more intentional about for the future. So that doesn't you know, speak to the overarching sense of where Dave wants to lead things. But that's just that's just me kind of sure. saying it's a big, big, big community out there. We are so happy to have been instrumental in, you know, making it so that video game music arrangement is not a weird and foreign concept to people. It has a lot more respect these days, whether it's just a natural part of the progression of, hey, you know, all of us, we grew up with games, and so we don't have like an inherent disrespect toward them. But there's still people in our age, you know, in our demo that are like, what the what the fuck is this game music? This is lame <laughs> as fun. you know. But but now, like with with OC remix on the hobbyist side, with you know, video games live and distant worlds and all that stuff on the professional, you know, like concert side you know, you've got, you know, so much more recognition for the strength of video game music. And so we're, we're always going to be an integral part of that. And, yeah. you know, I, I want to make sure that especially in like the next few years for people that are video game music arrangers that are somehow not involved in our community, I want them to know that like, you know, whether you send one track or you're, you know, a longtime, you know, contributor, or even zero tracks, you know, but like you, you have a home here. This is a place where you can hone your craft and where you're, where you're welcome to, you know, practice that craft.
2: And just piggybacking on that for a second, like, I I just want to, you know, make one point about the, the whole monetization and commercialization versus, versus what we do and what we encourage it's not like we're imposed, to, opposed to, well, <laughs> Larry probably is opposed to capitalism. It's not like we're opposed to capitalism um, or, or, or you know, fault people for monetizing or, or see any of that as inherently evil or a bad thing even. I just think that like psychologically, um, once you start going down that road, you're going to become addicted to the numbers, if not addicted, if, if not like irrationally compelled by the numbers. Beholden
3: to the numbers
2: but at least very motivated by them, very influenced mm-hmm. by them. And I guess my theory, if I've got a hypothesis here, is that, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there are so- there are arrangements out there, songs in general, but there are arrangements out there that aren't going to happen if someone is motivated by the numbers, uh, sure. s- especially, the, the, especially the dollar figures, uh, or, you know, choose your currency. The Bitcoin, I did it all for the Bitcoin. There's arrangements that are going to, be more likely to occur uh, in someone's mind when they're kind of entirely divorced from that sphere and just doing something in a different sphere that's not so uh, metric in nature. Um, and I think we've seen a lot of that. We've seen just creativity that, you know, would this have happened? Could this have, I mean, people are doing great stuff. Right. Um like to see more risks. I'd like to see riskier stuff, I guess. And I feel like, not being attached to the numbers uh, is is not a guarantee. Not a guarantee, but it's a facilitator of that type of creative process. So I'm just throwing
3: that uh, that out there into the ether. <laughs> it's, I think it's true to some degree. Well, no, I mean yeah. even even like e- even the way the 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 kind of li- music licensing system works, it discourages medleys. Like, so for example, so if you wanted to do like a super mega medley of, of video game music and license it. It's pretty cost prohibitive. So it it's it, um, original lyrics. Yeah, it, that, tr- that too. It discourages what? original lyrics as well. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not conducive to certain types of, of, of creative output, but um,
2: well, back to the original question, like what's next for OCR um, in terms of like a transformative milestone grand vision. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to fundamentally change. I mean, the, the first task uh, the first order of business is always keeping the ship afloat once you've got, sure. once you've got absolutely. A ship. I think absolutely. Um, so there's just a, a pretty large amount of energy just in t- maintaining the status quo. And we haven't released an album in a very long time, and that's because, well, like parenting comes first, it's got to. Um, yep. Yep. you know, OC Remix is my yeah. baby, but I have literal babies that I, you know, they're my babies, so OC Remix is it. um, I have to. Put it second uh, or third or fourth uh, as I should. Um, there's a lot of things we can do to just improve the site and we're still on a website design from like 2006. I mean, the web has changed and shame on me, I'm a software developer by trade. So I should be like deeply embarrassed by the state of the site. Um, I'm still proud of some things. So just to explain, um, I didn't give you like the full, full origin story on OC Remix because Originally, it was all HTML maintained by hand, and we had drop downs with like 500 options. And it was oh. um, one was sorted by date, and then there was a whole separate drop down with 500 more options, all in the actual HTML. You I know, remember. All
4: I remember. Sorted
2: by uh, alpha, uh, so you could sort either way. Very functional, you know. It's right there. Wow. It's all of it, um, but no AJAX or anything like that, or XML or fanciness. Um, I had someone helping me to eventually convert the site to PHP and MySQL, which is basically where it still is today, database driven, with an initial schema of like five or six tables. Um, but he was unavailable uh after a short period of time. And I just there was some on and off back and forth. Eventually I decided to learn the uh, the stuff myself. So I learned PHP and MySQL and database design. And now the schema for OC Remix is probably like fifty or sixty tables, and you know, there's Keys everywhere and constraints <laughs> and associated tables <laughs> with additional metadata because it's all about those relationships. Anyway, long story short, um, you know, there's a lot we can do just to improve what we currently are. Um, we are behind. We are a little antiquated, literally in our in our tech. And yeah, I got I got to take fault for that. There's no one else to point the finger at. I took it on back in the day because I could. Sure. Do, I had the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nowadays. I don't have the time, but I'm also like a perfectionist and a control freak, and I know I can make these improvements, and I'm the one that wants to and should, and I'm not going to charge anything to OC Remix for doing it. It's just going to be my free time. But finding that free time is just oh, my God. I thought with COVID, I'm like, hey, you know, obviously this is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing, but, you know, maybe I'll look for a silver lining. I'm sure I'll have more time at home (laughs) to OC Remix. And um, that didn't happen
3: no nope. i i I think I think you know, Dave is slightly self deprecating but we we you know I, I say the royal we because you know ultimately it's dave's you know baby as as, as he said right. right we we definitely could and should outsource more of the development just in the sense of um Dave is one man who can't do it all, and there. but as sure. he said he is a control freak so thus, that's, you know. that's,
2: that's probably too self-deprecating <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's the
3: line from, there's, and there's right. and there's, and there's, o- there's only so many hours in, in a day yeah
2: yeah that's true Absolutely. um there, there's certain stuff we can we need to get a good core and then just build on top of that and the, the core is what i want to i kind of want to do myself but uh we'll see but, you know, just making the site better on res- on mobile, making it fully responsive, which is a basic thing nowadays, because every site design template that you can get is already responsive by default. But <laughs> since OC Remix was designed before all that, it doesn't scale very well on a phone. Yeah. And then site-wide login. Right now, you go to the forums, you're logged in, and you have a forum profile. But if we had a site-wide login, then wherever you are, you could see your forum status and also integrate more with the actual there, there's all sorts of improvements we can make to the site yeah and we need um,
3: we need to speed up the judging process too and i'm very very guilty of that but you know for for uh, for everything i've touted about the level of feedback and that that remains the quality of feedback and that always remains true you know you could have a baby in the time that it takes to get evaluated so you I know I,
2: I don't think I, I don't think they could either
3: yeah, so I mean, no, I mean, you know, it might take a year for, you know, somebody to send something in and then, you know, see what the end result is. And mm-hmm. so, you know, look, that that's always a byproduct of again, right? You know, we're busy folks, now we have families, right. and so you got to put it third, fourth, you know, something like right. that in in the in the pecking order as it were. But nonetheless, you know, we 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 still have a a very high quality team and we we do eventually you know, get to everything. And, and, you know, it's also the volume of what we get, you know, we're still very popular and people, people blow up the inbox and we've got a lot to look through. So that's always a, a concerted effort that we have to give, but, you know, we, we have a really strong team in place. So, and, and again, now I'm yeah. live once again and uh, hope to good. have a different story, you know, but the last time we've been fully caught up with the inbox and, you know, we've, we've had really good periods where we've been, you know, very close to live, but the last time we've been fully caught up in box zero was 2007. So, uh, we will get there. We, will, we will get there again, that you have my word on that, but you know, could be, you know, maybe maybe we'll wait for the next interview yeah. a decade yeah. later and yeah, right. it'll be like inbox 0 we're right on the cusp <laughs> We're retaining um, it, it's happening.
2: I guess uh, I mean we do have albums that are in the works, uh, various stages of some some that date back to probably to 2007 in terms of their origins, but I mean we should be releasing more albums this year. In terms of other future plans, so like Larry mentioned listening to fans for feedback, always a good idea. I think probably at this point, the number one thing we hear is like, this music should be on Spotify. Hmm. Mm. Um, None of it is. Mm. There are some people who get all of their music from Spotify and I'm not judging. Like uh, people are time limited. It's, it's It's the era of short attention spans. And if there's one service that can get you all the music that you think you need, more power to you. It seems like we need to be on Spotify. So then I was thinking, well, how do we make that happen? Because then, then you know, th- th- it has to be licensed because there's revenue automatically attached to it, yada, yada, yada. Um, we're working on a new contract. It wouldn't be retroactive. Uh, no one would be grandfathered into it or forced into it. It would be opt-in only. Um, but for existing work or potentially for new work to obtain the art- artist's permission to license the music and put it on Spotify or other commercial services and then redirect all of the revenue from those services to a charity not
3: us um okay. yeah, even though that we is, even though we are under a 501c3 charity which you know for people that don't know like you can make a tax deductible donation to game music initiative it's so just true FYI. um it would be nice, even though like we've been talking about how
2: awesome non-commercial spaces are and I still feel that way uh, for some people like Spotify is it for them. That's it. Well, you got to yeah. go
3: where the people are. Um, <laughs> I want
2: to be where the people are. Ah, damn it. That is not where I was trying to get you to go. Damn it. Hell no.
3: Um, I, I'll say this, this is a quick aside. I did see a very helpful tweet from a fan that had a nice guide on how you, how you locally import files into Spotify. So we need to, you know, promote that. and, and, and um, you yeah. know, make, make a page on our we're little
2: feature away at
3: some point.
2: You yeah. Know? Oh, no, no, sure, sure. I mean, uh, Amazon uh, used to have that and then they got yeah. rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not... No, I mean, knowing
3: that temporally, it may not, you know, remain a thing, but it, it, it it's yeah. certainly an important, uh, you know, guide that we need to put as well. But yeah, no, I mean, Dave's talking about embracing, you know, sort of the, the, the future, as it were, and that 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 new agreement, you know, to put stuff on paid <laughs> services would, would be part of that. Well, we'll see it's how that goes. Ease go of it.
1: access type thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah we'll see how that goes. I, I, you know, the heart and soul of the site to me has to remain detached from any corporate entity and corporate sure. platform and sort mm-hmm. of its own thing in, in perpetuity. But
3: yeah, I mean, you know, and just you know, again, right. Talking about kind of, you know, some things are dated or whatever, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, we need like a more modern, you know, mailing software, you know, like, I don't know, MailChimp, Constant Contact, something like that, but just something that's a little bit more robust and kind of in the now for, for what, you know, folks, maybe I'm dating myself even with what I'm naming now, but, you know, I'm, I'm in Atlanta and MailChimp is based in Atlanta. I love MailChimp, um, yep. you know, because I, I, you know, and again, in, in talking with sort of more outward, you know, outreach to, to folks and more proactivity, I would love to cultivate, you know, a broader mailing list of just video game music enthusiasts or, you know, game developers and journalists because, again, right, you know, the internet was smaller, just the way that you think of like cable television packages, you know, being so much smaller, or, you know, there being, you know, 50 channels or 70 channels, and now you have 5000 channels. And so now we're in a system where, you know, our website is, you know, one website within 12, you know, billion websites. And so in, in terms of going where the people are, it's like, okay, well, so one of the other projects I'd like to do is just cultivating a mailing list of folks that are in the game development space or the video game music enthusiast space and just being more proactive and intentional about saying, yo, this this music exists. Whereas again, you know, and this is not, you know, it's not, it's not to be critical of how we've done it. We've, we've, you know, cultivated such an amazing community um, and recognition thus far, but it's like, you know, a lot of it is kind of saying like, yo, our Island is here. And, you know, we, we just politely kind of have our hand up like, Hey, you know, like, boom, you know, like my shirt would be like, you know, you know well, we're here and, you know, you, 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 you come and enjoy it if you want it. But there's more of just like, yo, especially now, because, you know, we're, I would argue we're more impressive than we've ever been in terms of the scope and the, the size of the, the community and the catalog. I mean, 4000 plus tracks, 80 plus albums, you know, all free, all there for you to, you know, grab and listen to and find your new favorite music. And so it's just a matter of like, yo, well, we're a big fucking deal. So, you know, I'd I'd much rather be like, and and let's let, let the people, you know, know about it by, you know, blasting it somehow. So, you know, engaging in email, you know, text services, mobile, all that good stuff, you know, an app, there's all notionally, there's so many things that, you know, we, we need to do, you know, to be where the people are and, I would say this, you know, our, our email address, you know, you can find us on the the website admin at ocremix.org. I think, I think a lot of what has driven the success of the website and just speaking as a fan is like, yo, I was a fan and I reached out to Dave. And I remember like, I literally, this was just on, on, on just a whim. I was looking at my old, old, old private messages and I have like Dave's first response to me in a private message. From back in, <laughs> no, this was like back in. So this is back in 2002 where I, I reached out to Dave and I said like, hey, you know, this database is awesome. But there are a lot of source songs that are not connected to the remixes. So like, would you be against me helping you? Populate that information. He's like, yeah, if you have time for it, you know. And it was <laughs> kind of like non-committal in the sense of not that he wasn't, you know, yeah. into it, but just saying like, well, yeah, you know, if it turns out you have the time, then There's I crazy people out there on the internet, and you know, it, lots of people say they're going to do something and then yeah, never yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, right. Absolutely. So, 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 I guess what I'm saying, you know, again, again, about being proactive and intentional, right? There's a lot of well-meaning people that have, you know, time and and energy and you know, uh, enthusiasm to give. And, you know, we've gotten very, very, very far with just kind of being like, hey, they show up because they they show up because what's here is awesome. So I'd always like I'd like to flip it and be like, where are the people? You know, there's got to be somebody that can, you know, in the hive that is just kind of chilling and is maybe not as outward as I am. Mm -hmm. That that might be like if you said, hey, you know, what do you know about like MP3 metadata? It'd be like, oh, I know something, you know, so just just bridging it, you know, just just trying yeah. to bridge the gap and, and, and find out, you know, what people are there and what resources and, uh, you know, expertise they can provide.
0: Nice. So OC Remix 2.0 upgraded and reaching out to to the folks and let's Probably them like 11.0 there. now.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I We we'll it, we can make it better. Okay, now I know that we bloviate, but I don't want to like oh, I don't want to I don't want to not the do lightning the, I, the lightning I, I, round. yeah, I want the lightning round. Like I don't lightning want to round. not yeah, do Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say.
0: We really appreciate you guys having or coming on here. Your guys' time. But let's give you the lightning round. We had some listener okay. questions and people they're they're all pretty quick uh answers, I think Jason do you wanna hit them with uh, the the cues yeah I can <laughs> yeah,
1: I can do that I can do that. uh let's do it fellas. what is your all time favorite game track remixed or not
2: game soundtrack
1: uh First. this is singular track, singular track.
2: Singular tracks.
0: I don't know how I would
1: answer this. This is a tough one.
0: Son of a bitch. I hate favorites questions. We man,
1: hate we hate favorite
3: favorites questions. Yeah. You know you know. Hold on. Let me. Okay. I'm an asshole. Watch this. Not the lightning round. I've already taken it out of the lightning round. <laughs> oh man. <this> is <laughs> so one of the things that I really appreciate that Dave did, and that 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 literally shaped me as a listener is the fact that he was not about favorites and top lists and rankings and stuff like that, and had a very committed, you know, uh, intentional approach to being like, if it, you know, you can feel one way or another about a particular track, but if it exists on this website, it has some merit and some creativity and some value. And so, you know, there was an old uh, fan radio station that I, I you know uh, that I knew and loved back in the day, ormgoss.com. And I remember looking, they had a top one hundred list. I remember screenshotting it because I'm like, look at this fucking list. It's all like fucking Chr- Chrono Trigger, it's, Final, it's Fantasy Final Fantasy 7, Trigger. <laughs> Super, yeah. you know, Super Mario, and I'm like, God damn it, there is so much more that is on this website that is absolutely killer that doesn't get highlighted so and you know to expand that to the broader realm right there are so many game soundtracks that don't don't get their just due i you know i could come or, come or go and 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 name off like a rattle off a different favorite you know at any at any given time so i will say it like this there's a really cool 10 minute track by my by i do have a favorite personal favorite video game composer tim fallon he was mostly a chiptune artist, but hearkening back to what we talked about way, way earlier, he said that, you know, having a diversity of output as a musician is not rewarded. And he was right because he was he was amazing and his career was totally underappreciated. And he happened not to, like, score any mega, 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 mega monster success games. and That kind of hindered, you know, the, the, the appreciation of his career. Yeah. That said, he did some late soundtracks or you know, non chiptune soundtracks. And if you go to the soundtrack for Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future for the Sega Dreamcast, there is a 10 minute track called Aquamarine Bay. Go check that track out. It is incredible. Very relaxing, very chill, kind of new agey in that way. Very, very nice. So I would say it's not like, you know, again, I could I could I could name something else of like, this is my personal favorite. This is the best ever, whatever. But like just as something that is a legit personal favorite of mine and but but will never get the recognition that it deserves. That would be one piece there. And then I do have a personal favorite OC remix um, that since 2002 has stayed. And even though the production is not the best. It is still my personal favorite and something that sticks with me as being a very early um, track in the website and in my fandom. And that's a uh, 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 Genso Suikoden, I could be pronouncing it wrong, mix by Hazama called Reminiscence Deep Sleep. And it sounds like a piano being played underwater. Oh, wow. It is the most beautiful concept I've ever heard. And it is a it is a relatively conservative arrangement, like melodically and structurally. It holds pretty fast toward the original, but the, the 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 change in the instrumentation is absolutely sick. The production is a little dated and there's some like clipping and popping that's, you know, artifacting that's unfortunate that, you know, there will never be a better version of, um, you know, we just have it as like a 128K, you know, MP3, you know, m- maybe I'll hit up Jeremy and, and ask if, a wave somehow exists, you know that you probably not but it does remain just as a person on a personal level my favorite oc remix it will always stay with me I've, I've i have some close seconds and thirds um that are there but for like a number one that's my number one Nice. I think that I- for lightning baby is back <laughs> hey. quick and dirty
2: Oh, that lightning. That lightning just yeah. sings to the Woo. body with that speed and that energy
3: and that it was all over in a flash. Call him Zeus. <laughs> you don't pick favorites, Dave. Do you have anything either in the broader video oh, game you know, music that or that, remix? Well it threw me for
2: a loop here. You know, good question, actually, because and I'll try to make it closer to lightning, right? Um, <laughs> usually people go for like what's what's the best game soundtrack? Like what's the best soundtrack? Not the not the specific track, but the soundtrack. In which case, I usually just rule out Chrono Trigger because like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a class. Some things are classics for a reason. Like people like to hate on um, Susan Kane*, but it's actually really good. Um, And, you know, some of the other classics. Moby Dick, it's really good. Trust me. Um, Good for a reason. Classic for a reason. Chrono Trigger. Um, Individual track. I don't know. I I would probably end up getting like philosophical or something. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's a tough
3: one. Well, you know, try let's, to keep it lightning, yeah. I guess, but but go for it because I want to know. I, I don't think I've ever heard you nail down <laughs> well, like one. Let's, track.
2: Throw, let's do a mini like implicit association test, or or you know, like Rorschach or whatever. Um, when when someone says VGM to me, like the theme that I am most likely to think of, and the theme that I also think of in a positive light would probably be Super Mario Brothers One One. Like, nice overworld, yeah, classic. Yeah. It keeps yeah. going, like you expect it to loop. And then it's like, nope, there's a different section. And then there's a different section after that. It's lovely and it's memorable. (laughs) Everyone knows it. More people know that than like a lot of classical music pieces at this point, which is Mm -hmm. maybe just people should listen to more classical music. I don't know. But, you know, that's a classic. Um, And it's a classic that like set the tone for Koji Kondo's like work to come. It was not only great, but it was better than it needed to be in all the right ways. And like, like I said, if someone says video game music to me and I'm going to think of one song, that's probably a song I awesome. think of, and the fact yeah. that I don't hate it, like because of that knee-jerk yeah. association, yeah. probably means it's amazing. <laughs> nice, <laughs> I'll take Iron it. Iron logic.
0: Speaking of classics, got another question. Which do you prefer? The Dr. Wiley theme or chemical plant zone. I'm guessing the theme, what is it theme two? from uh, Sonic 2? The yeah, Sonic Two, out. and
3: uh, what is it? Wily's theme yeah. from Doctor the Wily, Stage Man One from Mega Man, Man Two. Yeah, Wily. Yeah, not even a question. Oh yeah, I love, I love, really, both. I love both. Yeah. Oh, Wily. I mean, it just I, I will say for a sort of, I mean, within our space, within our community, and I mean the overall, you know, game arrangement community. Like, what has more endurance and impact? It's it's going to be Wily by a country mile you know yeah, yeah. Okay, but i mean um, you know you, not, for me, not for me i'm going i'm going to chime in here for
2: some chemical plant <laughs> one <laughs> i am currently remixing chemical plant zone so oh, yeah i'm jinxing myself and and doing a disservice to the source if i did not put it above given the situation i'm i'm trying for and i know i don't play guitar so this sounds very foolish trying for like a led zeppelin style but the guitars Oof. are going to be like uh, electric pianos with some uh, distortion at any rate, hopefully that'll turn out. Uh, it's got the Led Zeppelin drums, which I just love. Yeah. Um, yes. I, A little so, in there. Um, I know MJ, you know, Michael Jackson contributed to Sonic 3 and then like wanted his name taken off or whatever because he didn't, wasn't happy with it. But to be honest, back on Sonic 2, Chemical Plant, you know, almost sounds like it could be an MJ song. Oh, like for to sure. me, yeah. It has that vibe. The bass is all over the place. Mm-hmm. There's been great remixes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope to do it justice. And
3: I'm going to have to say, for me, it edges out Wily. I mean, Green Hill Zone is the most iconic Sonic theme that I can think of. It's a more iconic, sure, but I don't yeah. like it yeah. better. Sure. No, no problem. No problem. Uh, Aquatic Ruin Zone from Sonic 2 also. Oh, mm-hmm. so Ice oh cap. Sure. Ice Cap is the most mixed Sonic, you know. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I have no guessed ice that. ice cap.
2: Damn, that's right. Ice cap. Oh man. Well, I mean, there's there, there's ice cap memes. There's ice caps within <laughs> ice caps. I mean, it's just all ice caps. It always has been. Th-
1: thanks um, to the movies, my son is all about Sonic, so it's been fun like going back to my childhood and like re-experiencing those games. And forgot you know, like I, I forget like how much of that music is iconic, and how much of that music mm-hmm. I, I remember. And I, when I think oh, yeah. of VGM, I don't. Sonic's not like really one of my first thoughts. I go to huh. many other places, you know, for some reason, which I don't like. Well,
3: well, I mean, I'm so out of touch and stuff like that. So I haven't seen, you know, Sonic one or two. I mean, aside from like the classic, you know, kind of Sonic, you know, motifs that you might hear from like, you know, the TV show and cartoons and stuff like that. I mean, do, do you hear a lot of the video game motifs or I mean, are they are, are not really?
1: No, not really. From a musical standpoint, there's a couple little instances there. Yeah, they're
2: but, but well, hell pops up at the end of uh, yeah. Sonic yeah 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 i mean really we'll,
3: yeah we'll we'll see i mean i would i would really love especially because you know look if you look at what t lobes did with the sonic mania soundtrack like dude it is so ripe for you know either creating new compositions that have that sonic feel or hearkening back and expanding upon you know again arranging and and, and personalizing the classic themes. And like, so, you know, when, when, you know, uh, to, to date when this interview takes place, you know, Netflix just dropped the trailer for Sonic prime today. And so, I mean, I would love to see, especially, you know, in an animated show where you have that kind of, you can still have that cartoony video ga- potentially video gamey feel. Yeah. I want to see the, I want to see the video game music motifs in there. Like I want to see somebody lean yeah, into sure that enough. shit. And, 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 but I, I really want to see somebody lean into it. And, and, and make it a, a focus of it, and and build yeah. upon that.
2: All right. Well, I, I haven't seen good, the Simple yet, but one you definitely need to check out the Sonic movies, Larry. Just based on the first one, it was mm-hmm. really really good. They did a good job with it. Um, have you seen the Cuphead show, by the way? No, not Netflix. I do, man. Yeah, I, think I just watched oh. the first
1: episode. I haven't got didn't get any oh, further. Man. i just appreciating
2: yeah. the animation and yes. the music. The yeah, up. Up. yeah, yep, um, yeah. Yeah, they work it in. They work it in. Damn, but Sonic, that's a good example. Sonic 1, 2, and 3 have great music. Um, yeah. You know, it, you, you don't really want to anger the Sonic community because they'll find you and then <laughs> they'll awesome. disappear to you. You <laughs> won't <weren't> exist anymore. will <laughs> <laughs> be right next to Jimmy Hoffa, wherever they put him. Yeah. But, um, but I say, like, the first three Sonics, amazing music. I kind of tuned out after. I like. I, I know some of it's good. I know people swear by Sonic, some Sonic event. I, like, for me, it's the the, the original trilogy.
3: Yeah, uh, and no, yeah. Knuckles. Oh, we, we will count and Knuckles along with and that. And, and Sonic CD. I'll leave, I'll, you know, oh, while I'll loop and, that, yeah, okay, Sonic that, CD.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was including that in the original trilogy, even though that would not make it a trilogy yeah. by definition. <laughs> no, but the, the, <laughs> the, the 16 bit, bit, the 16 bit, bit. Ooh, yeah,
0: 16, 16 bit. bit, yeah. So that, that Genesis sound chip was like, I love that. Just the sound of it. There's so many games from my childhood that just the electrical, like the electric guitars. FN. Yeah, yep. and the drums and stuff. I, I think it. Oh man, streets of rage, road rash, Less like... out of the water. Yeah, yeah streets man. of rage. Oh
3: yeah. Ah,
0: yep. Yes. Yes. Uh, Larry, you touched on it a little bit, but we'll we'll circle back to it with this question. What game do you guys feel is underrepresented in the remix landscape? So game specific game that doesn't have many remixes that you think is ripe for the picking.
3: Damn, I'm kind of doing a Sarah Palin cop-out. You know, all of them,
0: you know? <laughs> <I hate> that. <laughs> I haven't been done. You're you know? all special. Yeah. It's okay um, not to have an answer.
3: That's- oh, dear God. Dave, Is anything specific come to mind for you?
2: or? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, well, there's, I wouldn't pick a super obscure game because super obscure games, often they're, they've got one or two good tracks, but there's not yeah. too many super obscure games where the entire soundtrack is phenomenal yeah. and no one's unearthed it yet. I don't think um, usually it's two or three, you know, cheat them in the one song, etc. Et cetera. <laughs> um, but there's been games. There are games rather that have fantastic soundtracks like throughout that haven't been covered as much. And that mm. I think could be um, revenge of Shinobi really comes to mind. I did my part, or at least I tried to um, in Japan known as the super Shinobi, mm. um, just like Donkey Kong country was like super donkey Kong. Right. Mm. Um, that sort of thing. Yeah. Revenge of Shinobi, Sega Genesis, Yuzo Koshiro, um, Really good soundtrack through and through. And you don't see that much of it out there. Um, there's also an old, if you want to go obscure, and again, I did my part, so I'm kind of speaking from like bias or, and or experience, but there's an old game called Socket. And it was a back when Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, man, I, yeah. love,
3: I love your mix from that. Trip the Light, fantastic. Uh, unmo- yes. Yeah, so, one of, one of-
2: yeah, he used a Kawhi K5000 on that. And it was just the most beautiful instrument like the actual physical instrument itself the key bed it had this like aluminum i don't know it, it's sort of like i like gear and the k5000 was was a real looker and i sold it and i shouldn't have i should have kept it and i used it on that mix but yeah socket when when sonic came out and of course was successful for for good reason uh you know along came the clones and there are all sorts of sonic clones i think there was like awesome possum i believe that was a sonic clone <laughs> if not, it should have been Um, But, you know, this company called Victokai, kind of a blast from the past, Victokai, they made this game called Socket and um, has amazing music. It's a Sonic ripoff and it's not the best game, but it's not the worst either. It's playable. You could actually sit there and enjoy yourself um, playing Socket. Amazing music, like every stage, memorable, really cool, intricate, amazing use of the Sega Genesis sound uh, chip with some really like pure FM tones, uh, nice shimmer going on. But and I re- I still remember Die Hard Game Fan was like the, the gaming magazine to beat all for me at least because it was run by it was clearly an am it was semi pro. It was an amateur operation and yeah. it was near dear to my heart. <laughs> um, they reviewed Socket and they were like this game has amazing music but also one of the most annoying sound effects in the world. They ruined this arguably the game, but certainly the soundtrack um because every time your character named Socket uh, collected a little lightning bolt which he had to do otherwise it just dies you know that's no good Um, every time he collected one of these things just like the ring sound in Sonic which is kind of pleasing and you can get used to it this was like a like oh, it no. a, little, like it was a voltage, voltage. Oh, yeah. oh.
3: and you'd hear it like over and over over this beautiful music and it's just like oh dear lord <laughs> quick, quick side question so like you know obviously in the back in the NES days and Game Boy and stuff like that sometimes sound effects would like you know temporarily cut off one of the music channels. Would it be that yeah. bad in, in the context of a Genesis or it was just so a bad sound effect? To, it was mixed too loud
2: by default and it was a very unpleasant sound. Mm. Imagine if the sonic ring sound as often as you hear it, because he's always dropping the rings and picking the rings up. Like you're going to hear that sound effect over and over and over and over and over again. It can't be horrible. Soul crushing. skull crushing. uncharitable yeah. mixed, word louder than the music yeah. so I, I feel like the sound effects guy had it in for the composer and was <laughs> like, i gotta screw with that guy's I, I checked
1: youtube real quick he, he speaks truth
3: <laughs> damn so, yeah. oh um, man
2: by so I, I heard game fan were like this this sound effect is like a game ruining sound effect choice oof.
3: Boy, how rough, man. In this day and age, you know, something could be, you know, in beta, you know, or in, in a, you yeah. know, kind of alpha beta level on Steam yeah. or something like that. It could get fixed right away. You know, yep. it's, it's so tragic. Yep. Once you shift, yep. back then, once you shift, it's like, no, nope, that's the socket effect. Yeah. That's the socket yeah. sound.
2: Stuck with it Okay. I have
3: a legit lightning round to this question as I was thinking about it. Um okay. So going back to Tim Fallon, and again, him not being appreciated, especially for his more modern stuff. Um, There was a remake for the PSP, the PlayStation Portable, of Lemmings. Um, I I don't care for the arrangements of the Lemmings themes because they're all kind of like super happy, syrupy music and stuff like that. So none of that. But the original songs that Tim Fallon made for Lemmings for the PlayStation Portable, Go Find That Soundtrack, holy crap, holy shit. They are really, really good very I, I i love i love i love i love them all i love them all wow yeah totally no <laughs> one will ever cover it unfortunately <laughs> i need to bring back my tim Fallin. you know it's actually the, the
2: question what game needs to be mixed that yeah. hasn't been, but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Lemmings
0: i'm throwing in my hat too just mm-hmm. to put it out there if anybody's listening i still want to see or hear Shadowrun on the Genesis. I, I it's a huh. it's a personal favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. I love the music. Um, you know, Genesis chip again. But uh I've even those that was one of the um soundtracks that I was like, oh maybe I could possibly, you know, do it myself. Um but I don't know. It's one of those games where I'm probably biased towards it because I remember playing it as a kid. But yep. the jams are you know, there's
2: some it, it slaps, you know? All, All right, I'm going to check out? that out. I'm going to check it? that out. If I ever finish the Sonic the sonic Chemical Plant and then I'm working <laughs> on it, I'm working on that Final Fantasy VIII mix, which
3: uh-huh. is
2: a weird combination of Trap and Synthwave. I, I think it's going to work, but I'm not quite sure. Um,
3: so, maybe I can pick Shattery. Yeah. Well, Lucas did it. Did so there was an SNES release as well. Yeah, a couple from that. Did it have yes. a totally different sound? Was it just a? Completely it's a completely different game. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, different, different game. game entirely. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Com- wow. Different feel. They did that back then. Yeah, they did. Yeah. occasionally. Yeah. Sometimes it was just the game is totally different. You're you're welcome. Yeah.
0: I had no idea either because I wasn't. I never had a Super Nintendo. I just had the Genesis, and I was like, you know, years and years later, I'm like, there's two Shadowrun games? What are you talking about? So I go back and look and I'm like, this is completely different.
2: And then, of course, this you is know,
0: Aladdin. yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, exactly. It's just like blew my mind.
2: And then what the hell Strider Arcade? And then they released Strider for the NES. And it was like, well, there's Strider. I mean, they've got that part, right? <laughs> yeah. <that laughs> this was game it, is entirely, Strider never did these things. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't my Strider. I
0: don't know. It's oh. weird weird how those things happen especially back then you can't get away yeah, with that now right, right.
2: no nowadays um, it gets ported 18 times and on the 19th time it's probably Skyrim yep and then you this is our, this is our, our low-hanging
1: meta-tick. fruit uh, low-hanging fruit question what game are you completely over people remixing
3: Nah. No, none none, 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 none. On none. principle, we're gonna Aww. have to say, no, 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 no. It, it's It's not on principle. And I look, I even may have touched okay. on it the last time we talked, right? Like again, right? So just as you know, jazz and classical music have standards. You know, they have sure. uh, you know particular themes that are the most enduring and stuff like that, right? So mm-hmm. you know, you've got your Doctor Wiley stage one from Mega Man two. You know, you've got the Super Mario Brothers. One overworld theme, uh Donkey Kong Country, aquatic ambience, and that kind of stuff, right? So you've got the ones that are just, you know, they get remixed all the time, they get arranged all the time. And even if I might hit that moment of like, ah, oh, you know, I and don't get me wrong, I've never been like, oh man, why are they why are they touching that? But it's more yes, like, man. okay, man, like, no, no, but I mean, like, you gotta show me something. Like, what am I gonna say They hear? gotta probably show you something. When, when I think time. yeah, when I think that the well has run dry. Somebody'll always shock me. I'm like, damn wow. so I mean, it's a testament to like dude, music has infinite possibilities and like the oc remix community and the Vgm you know community in general, they fucking come through man like never ever will I ever never i've 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 you know just for what I've judged in oc remix, it's been like more than five thousand tracks probably at like six thousand maybe even 7,000 because I legit lost count. Like they would have to run a count and, you know, somehow, but you know, there's the stuff that I've evaluated as a judge. And then there's the stuff that I listen to just casually and like, no, man, it, it, it's not just to toe the line. Like I'm some sort of video game music evangelist. Like the answer is none. The answer is legit. None. You will well, get surprised.
2: Yeah. And I'll just add on to that. I, I think, yeah, that's a good way to put it. The OCR catalog is, in and of itself, a very strong argument for the possibilities of permutation and arrangement. Mm -hmm. And to bet against it and say, oh, I never want to hear anything from X or Y or Z is, is to kind of ignore the decades and thousands of mixes that have proven
3: the contrary point. Yeah, there's a reason that provoked a strong response, and it's not because it's a. It's not because it's a frustrating question, but it, no, sure. it's, it's it's a it's a very thought-provoking question. But like, I'm living proof. Like, no, never. If I count anything out, it's a mistake. Nah, never.
1: Tried to trip you up. Try again. You guys didn't, you, you guys didn't fall for it. <laughs> try, try again. Uh, you got any others you want to pull from there, Lucas, or do you think? Uh,
0: um, no, I think we're good. I think we've t- taken up enough of your guys' time. <laughs> like I'm uh, tired, tired of you, man. I, like, you know, I don't want to hear about Tim Ferrara <laughs> again, bro. I'm just tired. Just plain tired. Um, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate this coming together. With We joked about it, but with how long it took, not everybody would stick around and actually try to make it work. Eventually, you, you would. Just, That's what most we do. people would just think. Oh, these guys are fruity, and then leave. But,
1: <laughs> these guys will never get their act together. Yeah, what, what, so what is happening? I
0: appreciate the, the culmination of those efforts and for you Absolutely. guys to come on here and talk to us. So,
3: and I'll tell you what, you know, if provided, you know, because again, I'm a bloviator and I know we shortchanged the lightning round, there may be more in the hopper. You know, if, if the community feels like we've got more questions. I promise I will literally take a tomato timer, you know, the Pomodoro method. And I'll be like 30 second answers and we will do a legit lightning round. Of yes. like, mm. nice. And we'll, and we'll do it. I am capable of it. You know, my name, yep. my name starts with the letter L it's so lightning Larry. I can do, we can do it. We can do it. I prefer a leisure suit, Larry, but that's, <laughs> that works too. My, my Very nice. Very nice. There's a, there's a, there's a great leisure suit, Larry arrangement. On OC remix called Larry that copiously samples my voice. I got a story. Oh goodness!
2: Yeah, the one that we played for Allo.
3: Yes, yes, it was. Yes, do you remember? Do you remember? You were in the
2: car when with Allo, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't. We played it during an actual panel. I think. But we we rode with him in the car. Yeah. To the restaurant, the Chinese restaurant. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, like maybe, maybe you were in the other car. I forget maybe, who was in the yeah, car. Maybe. But I was in the car with Al Lowe and we were talking. So this is the composure of Leisure
3: Suit Larry for those who don't the know. Composer okay. of
2: Leisure Suit Larry, yeah, Al Lo. Um I was talking and I was talking about um, some game. I forget what it was called, like European Adventure or, or something like that. And I, and I made the mistake of saying the, the cover for this game is hilarious because it's got some Euro Trash girl on the front. And at the time, like... Eurotrash trash was a word that i would have used like in reference to the cracker song Eurotrash trash girl um or Kemper, yeah cracker um and I, I, I you know it was kind of like a soft porn aesthetic like glossy yeah. you know yeah. like, um, you know whatever on this game cover and he got all offended and he was like that's Roberta williams um on that cover woman he knows that game developer anyway uh, it was a massive massive faux pas on my phone. Part. and then the rest of the car trip was like dead silent oh no, it was a bit of a bummer. I was not there for that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have remembered uh, foot this foot in mouth foot in mouth uh, I was like I didn't mean anything by it Mr Low but yeah, we played him that mix at a presentation he was giving at a convention um in person and he liked it so that was good that That's part was awesome. good. Yeah. And then the Chinese restaurant was good, too. So it was a win overall.
3: <laughs> God, I would love to revisit that awkward story with him. Holy shit. Well, <laughs> he doesn't remember. I hope he doesn't remember. Because he's... Uh, I, <laughs> I got to talk to you. He was such a cut-up. So to think that you offended oh, yeah, him, hilarious. like... <laughs> I can't fucking wait to bring that up. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh, I Come can't bury bear, bear you more.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I tell you what, why won't we, you know, like we said, we'll start talking now and then like in a year and a half, we'll get everything lined up for the next appearance. We can.
2: Here we, can work out hey, so we I, you know, for Real, for real. Hopefully we will have released an album at least we'll one album.
3: By oh, my
4: God. You
2: know, <laughs> maybe some stuff on Spotify. <laughs> hey, new new coat of paint for the site. That'd be good. That'd be pretty good. I, I would look forward out. to
1: any of any and all of those things. Ruby, absolutely for sure but no i i you know from lucas myself we definitely appreciate you guys taking the time uh on a tuesday you know uh staying up with us putting in the effort we really so it's great to it's great to catch up it's great to talk it's great to hear the stories but i just i genuinely appreciate that so
3: of course and so last but not least dave where do they go to get said music where I they think it's again? some website
2: called OCRemix.org.com. I don't know what that is anymore. I haven't checked those. <laughs> no one fat fingers URLs anymore because it just no one even goes to the URL address bar. But OCRemix.org. That's O is in Oreo? Oh. Orangensbang? Good Oreo. I love Oreo. <laughs> C is in uh, clue? Uh remix.org.
0: Hey, I am back again. I hope you guys did, in fact, enjoy the interview. Uh, It was a little bit longer than we thought it would be, but it was a lot of fun. And, you know, how could we how could we put an end to the fun that we were having? Um, So we realized after the fact that it wouldn't be a flux to episode if we didn't end with an overclocked remix. And how could we end the episode that had the gentleman from the website without an overclocked remix. That doesn't even make any sense. So we came back, we selected, Jason selected this one, actually. He was ready. He knew He knew before I even asked him that we would need one. And he has selected Sweet Summer Breeze from the video game Outrun. It features Magical Sound Shower, which... I think is like the number one song from that game. At least uh, feels like it most popular. They're all good though. Uh, this one's by MK VAF, and you can get, Ooh, I got to tell you what kind of music it is. It's dance. It's EDM. It's Latin. It's also energetic and happy. You can get remixes like this and many, 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 many more at ocremix.org.